0: Live from Sacramento. Live from Sacramento. Sacramento. It's Deuce and Mo on Sac Sports. We are
1: live. Oh, happy Wednesday! Deuce, Mason, Morgan, Reagan, Morgan. How are you?
2: <sighs> oh. What was that for? That was like a sigh of relief. Ooh. Yeah? I'm feeling good today. Why? Come on now.
1: Is it because we are just a few nights away, a few sleeps away from the NFC Championship? Well, uh,
2: no, that's not exactly. You're a
1: little nervous for Niners-Eagles? No, I'm good. Is it because the Kings are at home tonight to take on those
2: Raptors, the short-arm Raptors? Okay, you're getting closer.
1: Or is it because the Kings get it done and give Monty McNair a new deal?
2: I love the news (laughs) i was so excited about the news yesterday yes it makes me feel good it made me sleep better at night i honestly had a really good night of sleep because of that
1: you were losing sleep because he did not have a contract
2: for next year losing sleep correct okay interesting it was affecting me so thank you for getting it done for me
1: well we appreciate everyone hanging out with us today we're on 11 to 2 monday through friday and we got a jam-packed show for you morgan reagan
2: yeah. Oh, oh, God. We have a jam-packed show.
1: We've got J.E. Skeets coming on the show Cannot from No Wait. Dunks, originally the Basketball Jones, and then the Starters, now No Dunks. He's a Raptors fan. Dude. But, dude, they've been giving the Kings so much love on their podcast.
2: So much love. I mean, just like everyone else has, but truly, they have been following the Kings through the bad, through the good. Excited to talk to J.E.
1: And we've got Sam Amick on the show today at one o'clock. Our guy. Because there's a lot to talk about, not only with the Kings, we got some NBA injury news. Some guys are coming back. The Kings are trying to be in a good position for the last half of the season. The NBA trade deadline is going to be here soon. We're going to have a big trade deadline show right here on Sacktown Sports. Oh,
2: you know I'm already ready for that. I and love trade deadline shows.
1: We'll talk to him about Monty McNair, but he's not the only general manager in the news today. What's going
2: on with Bob Myers? Yeah, there's, State Warriors. there's a lot of GM stuff to get to. And that's why I'm so glad we're having Sammy on because he knows all about the GMs in this league.
1: Well, if you're in the YouTube chat, you should be watching us on YouTube. If you're driving around in your car, we appreciate you listening on 1140 AM or 96.1-2, but you can also download the free Sacktown sports app in the app store or join the fun in our live YouTube feed. YouTube.com slash SactownSports1140. We stay alive even during the breaks. The chat is popping. Hit the thumbs up button if you're in there and make sure to subscribe. All the thumbs up does is help the channel grow.
2: Yeah, and algorithms, w- remember? And with Sactown
1: Sports going 6A to 6P, that's mm. 12 hours. Then you got the game tonight. Live and local literally until like 1030 tonight. You want to keep that rolling? Hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel.
2: That's a lot of live content. It is. I was not paid to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, truly, like, I'm like really thinking about it. We were talking about that with Chris Verlad the other day saying, oh, yeah, six to six. And he's like, no, King's Night. Yeah. It's all day long. So excited for Sacramento and the station.
1: Well, let's talk about the big news that came out yesterday afternoon after our show, Kings, made a move. They gave Monty McNair a contract extension. His front office, he got a three-year deal, and there's so much noise about this. I remember being at Media Day, and I'm asking Monty, I'm like, hey, what's going on with the contract, man? This is you know, my what's favorite. What's happening? And he kind of... He had a little fun with this. Like, why are people talking about my contract? How do they even know the contract details? He
2: said, is this something that people are talking about on the internet? Yes, Monty. Yeah, breaking news, yes, they
1: are. They were concerned, <laughs> right? And now with how well the Kings have started the season, we're 47 games in. They're in the final year of the deal. I think there was a sense of panic a little bit with the fan base, wondering, okay, what's going on? Morgan was over there losing sleep. Thank are you. they going to re-sign Monty McNair or are we going to have chaos? Is it going to be a situation where they're searching around the NBA for a new general manager? And then you hire a new GM. Then he's with a coach he hire. That sounded like a recipe for disaster. Mm. They did not do that. And they... Bring back Monty McNair. He stays put. Wes Wilcox, the assistant GM, gets a new deal, too. So this front office, who's been really busy the last few years, having the best year that they've had in a long, long time as an organization, they keep Monty McNair. What was your reaction to the news?
2: My initial reaction when I saw Woj tweeted out was, why is this picture up of Monty <laughs> McNair? It's like a sad photo of Monty in breaking news. And usually when Woj has something like that, you're thinking, oh, God, did somebody get fired? But no, you read the fine lines and you saw that Monty McNair had the new deal. I got so excited. I said, let's talk about it right away. And Deuce, it was so fun being able to finally confirm this, talk about it with so many other Kings fans. But it's not only about Monty McNair. You saw everything that was going on with uh, Wes Wilcox as well. And I just look at that team in that front office having some real basketball minds um, that deserve this extension, that deserve this type of love. It's really cool to see. Yeah,
1: and I think there's some thought, like, why did they wait so long to yeah. do this? And I think there there is something to the fact that they gave Vlade a, an extension with the, to match up with Luke Walton, mm-hmm. and it was off a year where they won thirty nine games, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, everything's going in the right direction, and then of course it all fell apart. So I'm sure there's maybe maybe the Kings were a little hesitant, like, well, can we just see how this looks? Let's just see how the year starts before we commit to another general manager for four years. I think it had a lot to do, a lot to do with like previous mistakes.
2: Yeah, and you're you're okay with that, right? Because I felt that way. When at first the deal wasn't being made, I wasn't losing sleep over it right away. Yeah. Um, I understood. I was like, yeah, you you got to learn from your mistakes. And some of the mistakes that were made were signing people on for a lot of money that didn't really even prove a lot of things. And I think with this one, although it was obvious what we were seeing was becoming more and more success right in front of our eyes it's still hard to put that pen to the paper or to put your money where your mouth is and what you're seeing and to make that type of commitment again but that is why it's great to see that it actually did get done in 2023
1: yeah it's the biggest thing too is he deserved it like
2: even you deserve it
1: yeah he deserves it
2: He does, he does our set. They're going to be chained. Everybody! To, Everybody clap your hands. Oh, yeah! On,
3: Everybody clap your I hands. I was going to say, hello,
1: can you go?
2: Um, we yeah. should honestly do that anytime a new contract is signed in Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. Just that Money
1: drop. Thank you, Anyway, no, it's... Look at the moves he's made. The most important move... He made was finding the right head coach. Like, we can go over all the roster moves, and we'll do that today on the show. But, like, getting Mike Brown was the biggest move he has made as a general manager. Finding the right coach. You know, he he had Luke Walton. they kept him. Then he brought him back, which ended up being a mistake. Right. And then you are kind of have a wasted year last year. It all worked out because you found the right guy. You know, it came down to Jackson and Mike Brown. I don't know. Ultimately, what made him pick Mike Brown? But he picked Mike Brown, and that was absolutely the right choice for the future of this team.
2: And, you know, I think when when Luke Walton remained head coach of the Sacramento Kings, everyone was like, okay, well, maybe, maybe he doesn't have all the pool in the world and, like, he's being told he has to do this. You and I talked about it. We go, well, it doesn't matter. That's going to be on your resume. Yeah. So if you don't push back, and what seems – From a lot of the conversations that we've had with people with Mark Jackson and uh, Mike Brown, is that he really had to push for Mike Brown and he probably pushed the limits on Mike Brown because he knew that that was the right choice and my goodness it really was the right choice probably his best move yet because that is the move that set the foundation that has started a brand new culture in Sacramento that we talk about all the time it starts from the top trinkling on down and that's what Mike Brown brings yeah
1: in every front office when they take over they always talk about we gotta change the culture here right <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Got to change the culture here yeah. It's such a buzzword that's always thrown out, Yep. but doing it is another thing, and doing it is like, okay, we could talk about culture within our front office and the type of players we want, but you have to have the figurehead that's coaching these guys, uh, that is bonding with these guys, holding these players accountable, and the Mike Brown hire was an absolute home run. The Kings are in a situation right now where I think they have a strong candidate for executive of the year in Monty McNair. They have a really strong candidate for coach of the year in Mike Brown. You can't overstate what Mike Brown has meant for this team. Preaching the accountability, connecting with De'Aaron Fox, and tapping into something that I don't think anyone's been able to tap into with Fox.
2: It's not like Monty McNair was like, you know what? I just think Mike Brown knows the game and that's the direction we're going to go. No, it takes so much more than just that. He had to realize he had to find someone that could can connect with players that can like you said hold guys accountable gain that respect change a culture sure sometimes you're going to be swayed in these interviews and coaches or um whoever is going to say the right things about themselves you know to try and convince you hey hire me for this job there's only so many of them in the world but at the same time you got to be one of those you have to be a people person you have to be someone that understands genuine conversation authentic humans and i think what we're seeing more and more deuce not only from the mike brown hire but also from some of the moves he's made with players you're starting to see he understands as a gm what's truly important to have as part of this team
1: the one thing we want to push on this show yeah is to interact with us oh, the youtube please. chat is a popping at youtube.com slash SACTownSports1140. Go there and chat with other fans. We're going to engage with all of you. Also, if you want to be old school and pick up the phone and call somebody.
2: Hello. Do you ever call anyone? Oh, God, no. I hate, I hate talking to people over the phone.
1: Okay, so I guess don't call Morgan here. Oh, I do.
2: I like talking to my parents, though. I uh, do what about fans? Oh, oh my God! Well, I was going to say usually phone on our podcast it's Discord, okay. yeah, yeah. so we- it's like not technically a phone. But yeah, this doesn't feel like a phone call. So yes, this is good. <laughs> okay, so phone's
1: good here where well, people can call us.
2: Yeah, because it doesn't feel like a phone. Yeah.
1: So yeah, you can hit us up one 920 1140 or one 1140 if you want to talk about Monty and McNair and the decision to bring him back on a three year extension. Uh, the poll question on the YouTube chat, by the way. Yeah, McNair gets a new deal with the how do you feel the options oh hell yes (laughs) i like it but we'll see or too soon
2: what's what what do we have
1: 92 percent of people say oh hell yes is that that where you're at
2: oh come on i said i was losing sleep of course that's where i'm at the hell yeah all
1: right we'll talk more about this move it's all straight ahead deuce and mo on sacktown sports Mo on Town Sports. Oh, that sounds so good. Town Sports, baby. Live and local all day long. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. This is our debut week. And it's a good week to be on because we have a big time week. We've yeah. got the Niners getting ready for the Ooh. NFC Championship game. We've got the Kings trying to keep it going on the home floor against the Raptors tonight. And the news yesterday Good news. A lot of positivity with the Kings this year. They're winning games. They're eight games over 500. We got a beam that Bill Simmons and Chris Vernon are talking about on Bill Simmons' podcast today. It's sweeping the NBA universe. And then we get the good news about Monty McNair getting a contract extension Mm. with the team. What a time.
2: That's what's wild right now. You can go to any national podcast. I was listening to Brian Windhorse, uh, who had Mark Spears on this morning, and they were talking Kings. I mean, No Dunks Uh, yesterday was talking a lot of Kings. like... Everyone is talking kings right now, yeah. and this is what happens when you win basketball.
1: Yes, that's what happens when you win basketball. I was
2: going to say games, okay. and I okay. didn't so, finish my sentence. When you win basketball, can, the can, the kings kings can I win say basketball
4: today? Can I say I'm not looking yeah. forward to everyone talking about the kings? I'm looking forward to the time when everybody hates the Kings because it's like, oh, man, they're winning again. Ooh. They're winning too much. That's a good point. Oh, I can't stand you know it with all weird? these fans talking all this trash. I don't think the Kings are ever going to be a heel team, though. They
1: Why not? Have they're too, they have baby faces everywhere. Right who, now they do. Okay, who on the team is going to have a heel turn?
2: Mm. Hold on. Let me think. Yeah,
1: yeah. What? Keegan Murray out of now. Oh,
2: my God. That Keegan, would be. son of a. You guys, no. if Keegan Murray had just an epic heel turn. Oh, like
1: all of a sudden he's knocking down threes. And, and he's then just talking. flipping oh, everyone off. Well, I wasn't going to go that oh. far.
2: Well, I'm, I am was going to go with heel? like
4: a just, you know, jaw jacking a little bit.
2: Well, that, I mean, no, we're going that far. We're going that far. See,
4: now that I'm thinking about it, remember my talk, I still think it should be a lever for the beam. Yeah. Imagine like a king, like they're on a run. There's three minutes left. Hits the three, running back, and he does the lever.
2: Just <laughs> like,
1: mm. We're lighting the beam now. It's early.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, we need a heel.
1: <laughs> Pro sports needs to be more like wrestling. That's uh, the reality.
2: Oh, is that? Okay.
1: Uh, hey, you can hit us up anytime, by the way, on the YouTube chat. YouTube.com slash 1140 Monty McNair gets his new contract extension with the Kings. He's in the final year of his deal. Are they going to keep him around? Well, they got the deal done. Woj was first reported. The Kings confirm it. They put out a release. And Monty McNair was on with Dave and Jason today. Yeah. Talking about
3: the new deal. Morgan Reagan.
1: It's a good chat. And Monty McNair says, man, I'm just enjoying the season.
3: Yeah, and I think I always say when you know one person gets voted as executive of the year, it's it's really a, a commendation of the group, and we're you know we're just happy to be you know mentioned in, in the breath of of some of those uh, other teams around the league. But yeah, we've 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 all had a bit of a vision. You never know exactly which way it'll go, um, and I, I think it's been really cool to see you know the success that the team has had so far, uh, the fans just enjoying it and look in the NBA, uh, 29 teams end up without, you know, a a championship. Uh, but there's a lot of other successes along the way. I'm happy that the fans are enjoying this. Um, and, and we are too, there's, there's a lot of positives. Um, and you know, I think it's, uh, a validation of, of so far of some of the moves we've made, but also, um, that we feel like we can continue to build on this, uh, that we have a long way to go and, um, that we hope that we can continue to grow uh, this team together and, and build towards something bigger and better.
1: That's a perfect mindset, by the way. Enjoy. You can enjoy it. And I know some people Thank don't. You. We had a guy calling yesterday and go, yeah, I don't know, I'm not ready yet. I'm not going to enjoy it until it's actually here.
2: He wasn't It wasn't that aggressive. Oh, it, it came, no. uh, came across
1: very aggressive no, it, to me. No, he was super no, sweet. No, no. He wasn't enjoying it. He, he was didn't like asking. our excitement was, about it. He was
2: expressing himself that he's scared.
1: All I'm saying is just enjoy the ride.
2: Enjoy the come-up. Every Enjoy. second and of it, it's going to get bumpy. They could, yeah. they could go a little bump, bump
1: Yeah. You might get a flat tire duh, tonight. Duh, you duh, may duh. lose. But it's not the end of the world no. either. It seems like for the first time in a long time, it's headed in a good direction. And that's a huge positive to me.
2: Yeah. I, I think when you, you look at this as part of the journey and why it's so important to soak it all in, because then... When, not if, when the Kings are that good team, identified as that good team in the NBA consistently, your expectations are going to be higher. Things aren't as fun when they do have some bad losing streaks or they do play some bad basketball because it's just a different type of expectation you will have as a fan. So enjoy the come up because this is very important to just like shove in your memory for the rest of your life if you're a Kings fan.
1: Did you like Woj's tweet about it though? No. Because he put under McNair who was in the final months of his deal, the Kings are in third in the West and on on a cusp, on the cusp of ending their 16-year drought. I mean, yeah, we hope so. And then he says Kings are working to finalize a new deal with Wes Wilcox, which they did. Uh-huh. McNair and Wilcox have worked closely together in reshaping the organization into a Western Conference contender. Why does that bother you? Because it's like it's an over-the-top praise a little bit. Mm. All right, Too it, much for you? They're the number three seed, mm-hmm. and we're all enjoying the moment. Are they a contender to come out of the West this year?
2: No. Yeah. And it's like, okay. I, I, like that's you guys, not a like, I, I don't think any out.
1: Kings fan actually thinks that. I
2: no, I think there's people that think that.
1: You really think there are some Kings fans who think that they're a contender this year? 100% okay.
2: deuce. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's fandom. But no, that's not me. Yeah. Well,
1: I
4: would think that they've got a better chance in the West than if they were in the East.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, but like, at the if, same time, though, Chris, it's like. But would like, you
4: call them a Western Conference contender this year? No. But so, I won't say that he it's hesitated. like it, it won't I'm not saying like it's 0%. Like if see? something happens
2: See and see and things I, I, <laughs> What? Yeah, see if Chris is saying that and what, he's like what a percentage
4: pessimist. chance of coming out of the West. <laughs> uh 6%
2: it's too much. Yeah. Too much.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: It's yeah. like if, it's, if, it's, if it's like I,
4: like, I don't want to wish this on anybody. But let's say Jokic gets hurt. Okay, then there's then like Memphis like starts like
2: no, but AD's so, coming back, Brandon yeah. Ingram's coming back. I'm Brandon, not worried about the, about the
4: Lakers. So the Lakers, so if, the Lakers. If,
1: if like four other threats completely collapse and lose key pieces, <laughs> the Kings might have a shot at coming out That's of the West. The six percent, <laughs> okay, 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 fair enough. Fair enough no, he's
2: right. Oh my gosh,
1: um, McNair also was on the morning show today talking about ending the droughts.
3: We we all know there's a playoff drought. Ending that is is a top priority. But doing that in a way that we can then go on to the next step, and uh, we still, like you said, have uh, you know have a full cupboard and, and things that we can do to to progress is is huge. And that's um, you know I think we hope to be uh, you know rewarded for our job like like everybody. You know, number one is that we got to do our job, and um, you know the the second we lose sight of that, uh, we won't be able to do it.
1: I love it. Yeah. It's not just about getting to the playoffs. I know there's that whole thing is like there's a playoff mandate this year. No, I think there was like, hey, we should really try to make the playoffs this year, but that is such a short-sighted thing for any organization. It's not right. just about ending the drought. It was about playing competitive basketball and leaving with the with the feeling of, "Oh, we're only we're not only making the playoffs here. We're going to go further. We're going to keep pushing. It's about being sustainable. Thank you. That's No the one word. is just trying to end the drought no. and go,
2: well, we ended the drought. We can lose again. Ooh. No. No. It's all about being sustainable. Sustainability with yep. this team is something that you have not been able to put that word with this organization for so long. And especially because you've seen over the years, too, how so many times there was like, okay, let's shove Rondo on the squad and try and push for that eighth spot You know, before even the play-in was around. And it's just frustrating um, over the years. But now you have a product on the floor that is actually going to keep moving in the right direction yeah. and have something to grow on top of.
1: Uh, on the YouTube chat, we appreciate everyone being there. Akil says 538 has him at 6%, a 6% chance. So wow. I, do you work for
4: 538? Are <laughs> hey, you? Uh, I don't know if you know my side job. Yes. Um, also, it's just specifically Sacramento King's odds. <laughs> uh,
1: Gabriella in the chat says, so all this optimism isn't real? No, 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 no. Uh-huh. Uh, be optimistic uh-huh. but be realistic mm.
2: just enjoy the ride yeah it's you guys I, I mean i was optimistic about just being in the plane yeah, conversation yeah. this season and i've obviously i was way off not actually thinking this team was going you were
1: to, what way off yeah i was yeah. just emphasizing yeah, no you
2: really are emphasizing yeah. it my goodness but either way it's just it's fun to see so enjoy it
1: enjoy the ride understand that You're going to lose some more games coming up. There's going to be some bad losses still this year. Yeah. And it's weird, too, because the West is so bizarre, right? The number three spot, it's not like the number three spot of previous years. Everyone's so bunched up right now. I mean, you may be three tonight. You could be next week six, and that's okay. It's just deal with it because everything from three to really ten, it's bunched up.
2: It's bunched up, and there's a lot of players and teams getting healthy and figuring out something else with their squads things could look a little different.
1: We got so much to get to today. Coming up, we have J.E. Skeets at noon from No Dunks. Sam Amick at 1 o'clock, plus some key, 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 key. Oh, good. Pieces are coming back to the NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll talk about that and talk to you guys on Sacktown Sports.
0: Deuce and Moe. Deuce and Moe.
1: Sacktown Sports. So good to be back on Sacktown Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. Yeah,
3: I'm thinking I'm back.
1: Yes. (laughs) You had your hand raised for a second. Were you raising your hand for something?
3: I was
2: just like feeling the beat, feeling good. How
1: do you feel about Chris being a part of the show the first first few days?
2: Yeah, you know, I'll say this. I think um, Chris has done a fantastic job working his butt off and everything. Um and I think he's amazing at almost everything he does. But I think he's a fud. I think he is a big old fraud. And- I love he is broken in half. Thank you. And he in if you would like to know why you are Can I a can fraud. I say one thing? Yeah, say it.
1: I do I do agree with you. Yeah! <laughs> I do. I yep. do. And I'm, I'm glad you're going here. Because yes. I don't want to have to bring it up. But you're right. Because on his updates, I'm such a nice guy. Hey, I'm, I'm Chris Verlodden. I'm, I'm Chris Verlodden. Hey, we got the Kings and Raptors coming up. Just know, he is not Ass. Yep. He is not Thank nice you. most of the time. No. He's over there laughing at us, finding any type of mistake we make so he can repurpose it later and hold it
2: against us. 100. He tries
1: to act like the nice guy, but his updates. I'm I'm
2: nice. And not He's only that, tonight. and not only that, yes. Chris. Yes. Fraud Verlod. Yes. Um. He. During his updates, tries to act like he's so quiet and sweet. No. No. He is a loud human so, being. Honestly? So,
1: one of the
4: loudest people you've ever
1: met.
2: Piercing, like ear bleeding when loud. He laughs, yes. Oh my you've, god. You've and,
4: literally never met my family, so well,
2: and my <laughs> I'm question quiet. is, Chris, we're being our true authentic subs on this Ooh. show. So when are we gonna get the real Chris Verlod in some of these updates, huh?
4: You can't be like
2: it's,
1: it's you the Deuce can. and Mo show. Yes, you can. Yes, you can.
2: Wait, who, who's our boss right now? Creative freedom,
1: freedom, baby. This, our boss is even new. Boss even here is drunk from Atlanta. Uh, I. What's he gonna hi do? Hi,
2: Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what you got to say to that, fraud?
4: I will continue being a fraud. Okay. Right
2: no, No, that's
1: fair. That's fair. Okay.
2: No. Wait. If
4: to... I if I take my. Acceptability of a fraud. Yeah. Does that mean I'm no longer fraud? No, no, no. You're oh. still a fraud. I mean yeah. you're just admitting to it, which is
1: fine. Yeah. You can do that. It's
2: like, that. yeah, you're you're guilty. Guilty hey, as charged.
1: Morgan, we, we talk talked so much about the Western Conference and how like fragile it is. The Kings are in the number three spot right now, right behind them. The Pelicans. Pelicans getting a key guy back. Brandon Ingram is coming back after dealing with the toe injury. And he's only played 15 games this year. This is why I, I get nervous about a team like the Pelicans because they've got depth. They mm-hmm. play hard. They've been without B.I. and Zion for large stretches this year, and they're still kind of hanging tough in the NBA's Western Conference. Zion still probably at least a couple of weeks away from coming back after he's dealing with an injury. Brandon Ingram's only played 15 games this season. Um, are you scared of the Pellies?
2: Yes. Absolutely. I think you saw what they were able to accomplish last season. It you know what scares me? Their will. It's not even like, obviously we see the talent that is surrounded with this team, but it's their will to win. And I think they just have a lot of different key guys. Obviously we even know what CJ is capable of just as a guy in um, postseason basketball and as a leader and as a vet. But then you add someone like BI who has that length and the ability to shoot over people in that mid-range game, just at an entirely different elite level than most of the league, almost Kevin Durant-like level, that stuff, those individuals like that around the league, it gets scary, and it's scary that he's in the Western Conference.
1: I think that's the only question I have about the Pelicans. Are they going to stay healthy? You know, and I know it's, like, so easy. Well, or any teams going to stay healthy? But when you have players like Ingram and Zion— who seemingly are prone to being injured. Yeah. That's the biggest question, because if those guys are right, you would think that would blend great together. But it's like they were playing without Brandon Ingram for so long, right? And it was Zion, CJ doing their thing. They had a good thing going. Then Zion goes down, It's CJ kind of run the show by himself. It makes life a little more challenging. Those guys have to all come back and build some chemistry.
2: They do, and I know we were talking about that a little bit during the break on the YouTube stream about the Clippers and having Kawhi Leonard back in the way that they have to always play together and it's like okay what are they going to be in the postseason well we're halfway through we're over halfway through the season and the Pelicans are starting to get their guys back when they've already been able to hold their own In the Western Conference, surprisingly. I mean, again, everything's mashed up together. So, like, a lot of teams are holding their own, if you want to say it like that. And it's not as hard to find your chemistry when... These guys aren't just like ball stoppers. Bi can create. Bi can collapse defenses. Zion, when he's obviously back, what a freak of nature he is, you know. So it's not like you're adding guys that are like, oh, ball dominant. They're they're going to be the ones that are changing the entire offense. No, it's going. I feel like it's going to be one of those things. They'll be able to find their groove fast.
1: Anthony Davis back tonight too.
2: Ugh, I know that and, stinks. And- that stinks for the Western Conference. Okay, it's good for him. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Wait, wait. I'm Morgan, sorry. <laughs> were you hoping
1: he was going to stay injured forever? You wish no, so upon him?
2: No, 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 no. I'm, I'm honestly very happy for him. Let me state that first. I'm saying for the Western Conference, that stinks. And because you just look what he adds to the Los Angeles Lakers, especially when it comes to the defensive end, Deuce. it makes them an entirely wow. different team.
1: Before the injury, he was playing. People were like, hey, is he in the MVP conversation? He was playing some high-level basketball. But it's the same thing we just talked about with Brandon Ingram and Zion. It's like, okay, like, if healthy, if healthy, it could be great, but he has not proven he could stay healthy.
2: Yeah, and I think with AD, it's more of that is his identity, right? It's like when healthy AD is just like MVP caliber player. Okay. I I mean, how many times too and this isn't only Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid does this as well. I hate when high level players do this, but probably because they're a hundred feet tall that when they hit the ground, they're, and they do it a lot during a game. They're out of that next possession, right? It, it leaves your team four on five in whatever possession it may be. And we've seen that so many times with Anthony Davis as well. I think he's gotten a little better and better with that as he was doing well before um, his last injury. But now I think for him, it's all about just fighting through it. If you fracture your thumb, be like Sabonis, fight through it. You <laughs> okay. know?
1: Yeah, that's easy for you to say. I mean, you're I, not inside his body. What, what is that? What was it? I thought, I, I totally
2: thought it was like, oh, is he, is a drop? What's I thought he,
1: funny I was, bit? the timing was a drop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was Kyle in the back. He was editing sound and it came over. We, we got it. We, yeah, no, you were oh, good. Oh, do you, good. you? All right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's check rock. in with Danny. What is up, Danny?
5: What's going on, guys? I just wanted to call and uh, first of all, I wanted to welcome you guys back. You guys are just like, I've been following you guys for the longest time. Dave, you came into my garage a long time ago. Uh, uh, you guys are just a Sacramento icon. And we just love hearing you. For All this whole fan base just absolutely adores you guys. And we just want to welcome you guys back. You guys are just so awesome. Danny. But, uh, what a week here in Sacramento. What a week we've had. You know, the Kings are on this, on this roll. Um, everybody's talking about how, how to be optimistic. And you guys said it perfect. We just need to ride this wave, man. Like, the excitement is back in Sacramento. And it's been so long. Um and by signing Monty McNair, I think that that's just the, one of the best decisions they could have made. Um, he cares so much about this team, the fan base, the city. I just everybody here is so excited from an old school fan, and we're we're just we're just rocking and we're just riding it. And we just want to I just want to welcome you guys back,
1: Danny. Aww. You're the man. I appreciate you saying that. Appreciate the kind words, man. Thank, thank, thank you so you much. So much. There's Danny checking in. That uh, was we... so. Not oh it was so nice, but like just him at the beginning going, Yeah, Deuce came inside my garage once. People are going, What the hell does that
2: mean? I am very curious what okay. that means. <laughs> when he We're- said
1: that, I remembered, right? So I used to work on Good Day Sacramento as a reporter.
2: Oh. He's a huge
1: Kings fan. That like his whole garage had Kings stuff everywhere. Whoa. So I went to his garage to look at it for a TV segment. I did just sure. drive by his garage, like, I'm going inside this guy's <laughs> garage someday.
4: I thought it was more the other way, like Danny, just like, "Hey Deuce, if you're not doing anything, just come by
1: the
2: garage, hang out. Come by the garage and hang out." uh, I was a little weirded out by Deuce. I'm like, "Why is Deuce just Deuce is lonely and going by people's garages?" No, super. Thank you so much, Danny. Such kind words from you, and appreciate the love. But I think he's exactly right too when he talks about just the buzz and the vibe and um, longtime Kings fan that just deserves this type of happy-feeling vibes in this city around a sports team that, like, you consume all the time.
1: It's really refreshing. And I think there have been times throughout the years where you're like, is it turning the corner? Oh, my God, do I get excited? And then you get excited, and then it comes crashing down. I think... I think Kings fans are still a little shook by the season where – the 18-19 season when no one thought the Kings were going to be good, right? Yeah. And that Jaeger group. But even the the coaching staff at the time was like, yeah, we'll probably be fired soon. Like, this is not a good team. And then they went out and just ran. They ran – why are you looking at me like that? Because
2: you've done that to your coffee seven times. It's empty. No, 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 no. You I guys, move my hands a No, 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 I no, knocked no. it over. No, nope. story time. Deuce does this with usually a LaCroix. It doesn't matter if it's a glass of wine. It doesn't, well, obviously not while we're working here, but like it doesn't matter what it is. Why wouldn't, you've already knocked this coffee twice, but even though it has barely any coffee in it, why wouldn't you just put it right there?
1: I threw it away. Are you better now?
2: Wow. I hate you both.
1: Uh, no. Anyway, the 18 19 season, there was so much excitement. They just ran and they got off to a nice start. They trade for Harrison Barnes. Said, oh, do they have a shot? Maybe they can make it. And they won 39 games and then they made the coaching change. So I think fans started to fall for that a little bit, thinking it was going the right direction. Mm-hmm. And then it came crashing down. And it hasn't been until now where it looks like it's turning.
2: It wasn't real. Yeah. I don't want to say real success, because obviously there's success there. It wasn't something that was going to be sustainable, right? We talk about that fast-paced offense and the way that they're pushing it up and down the floor. Everyone was wondering, how would they keep this up in the postseason? I was just sitting there like, let it get to the postseason, everybody. Like if we're gonna I mean, who cares at this point, right? But yes, it wasn't going to be something that was going to work in this day and age of the NBA for an entire Season.
1: You know it's NBA Rivalry Week. Yeah, that's what they're terming it this week. Yeah.
2: Do the Kings have a rival right now?
1: Let let us talk about that okay. when we come back. Deuce and Mo on SecTown Sports.
0: and local. It's Deuce and Mo. Watch the show now on youtubecom Sports 1140 Listen
1: for free on the Sactown Sports app. Oh, you hear that? Yeah. This is not a radio show. What? This is a show. What? It's distributed on the radio. What? It's distributed on YouTube. What? And the app. What? It's 2023. We're everywhere. So if you're driving around your car right now, we appreciate you listening. Live and local. All day long on Sacktown Sports 1140. But when you get to the office, make sure you get the app going. Or put us on your YouTube feed. You know, even if you can't totally, like, focus in on it, have us on in the background.
2: Hey, you know what's funny?
1: YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140.
2: Anytime I do a wrestling reference, I feel like I look over at Chris for approval. Sports
5: entertainers.
1: Yes, we are sports <laughs> entertainers. <laughs>
2: This is great, oh, my mom's on the YouTube chat. Oh
1: good. thanks, Teresa. I don't have parents.
2: Oh, well, there and that's the truth. um
1: Morgan, we were talking about this a little <laughs> bit during the break because we do also stay live during breaks on the YouTube feed. We just keep the show rolling. The adjustment to uh doing the show again every single day. you know yeah. we, we've done radio shows before. Every single day, but now it's this podcasting work with NBC,
2: Stockton Kings. got a lot by going on. How, how's the first week treating you, man? Three days in and um, feeling good. That's
1: the question we get. How's it? How's it going? So are you handling it okay? I'm like, I don't, can you just give me like two weeks? I yeah, don't know. I don't know. Right now, it's like you're. You, it's survival.
2: Well, it is, but at the same time, I I slept well last yeah. night, and that to me was surprising. Because, well, yeah, I just, there's times when it's like NBC and the night chat and um, so many different things that we're doing where it's like, whoa, I feel this like hangover of, of time tiredness and right now I feel really good I feel locked in it's been really fun um talking with all of you guys literally all day long and then at Kings games we all see each other too so I just feel like I'm hanging out with my friends all day every day
1: a major concern in the YouTube chat from Aaron are the dogs still getting their walks and do Carlin and Bojack are getting more attention than ever and I think that's kind of been the biggest difference to be honest is like it's just made me a little more focused with my time. It's like I have to be super disciplined. Like I I can't kind of like go with the flow a little bit. Yeah. It's like, no, from this time to this time, it's show prep. From this time to this time, it's this. You just have to juggle a little bit. And it's great. It's a great problem to have, by the way. We get to talk sports and talk about the kings and this team right now. And hang out. It's with a this fun community. time. <laughs> yes. This community is amazing.
2: My only friend. So yes. thank
1: you. <laughs> Speaking of this community, let's check in with Nick.
2: Hi, Nick. Hi, Deuce and Morgan. How are you doing
5: today? Good, We, we Nick. are so
1: good. What's up, man?
5: So we play tonight, and we're we're playing Toronto tonight. And we're going to have to play Toronto tonight. We're going to have to win the game tonight. You look at Toronto; they're twenty-one. They're twenty-one. They got twenty. I think they
1: got twenty-seven losses, twenty-one wins. Yeah, and guess what, Nick? What they're going to get twenty-eight losses tonight.
2: Hey-oh!
1: Hey, hey!
5: They're going to. They're going to. The Kings going to say. Fire the laser!
2: Fire the laser! Yes, that's what's going to happen. Hey, hey, why not light the beam? Why (laughs) not light the beam? Good job, Nick. All right, sleep
1: sleep beams.
2: Hey, I'll be at
5: the game tonight, so uh, it's not sleep beams, but, you know, the Kings are going to light the beam tonight, and we're going to have a good night chat tonight. Yes, we
1: are, Nick. Thanks,
2: Nick. Nick. All right,
1: Nick, we'll talk to you soon. All right, dudes. I'll see you tonight, dudes. You better Uh buy me a pizza. (laughs)
2: I love Nick that tries
1: to get me to buy him pizza all the time. Um, before the last break on the radio side, we kept uh-huh. this going on YouTube a little bit. NBA Rivalry Week, yes, is tonight. All yep. right, well, it's this week. Last night you had Clippers Lakers. That's a rivalry, I guess, because they're in LA. Uh, tonight, Sixers Nets. I mean, is it a rivalry just because like Ben Simmons used to be on the Sixers? Okay, it doesn't do it for you. No. And then the nightcap, you've got Grizzlies. Warriors. Warriors. Draymond said he doesn't think it's a rivalry. But then he goes on the list every reason why it would be a rivalry. Like, oh, we get up for games, they get up for games. It's like, well, that's a rivalry. I guess my question for you yeah. is, do the Kings have a rival right now? And I know I think the easy answer for some would be, it's the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And I think as Kings fans, you're always into like taking on the Lakers. I, I'm going from a player perspective. Like the current team right now. Is there a matchup you go, Oh, this this is a rival?
2: No. And I think that's I uh, yeah, I don't see it a lot around the league. But I will say this, and this doesn't mean that it's a rival. I think right now, because they are the most hated team in the NBA, when anyone's playing the Memphis Grizzlies, there's something different you feel going into that game. Yeah. There's something else that like makes you wanna beat the hell out of them. And Um, it's always going to be a tough one, even if you are the team that the odds are not in your favor. But at the same time, with the Memphis Grizzlies right now, there's something just fun about beating them.
1: I do think that you could see one develop this year because I think it means matter. Yeah, it matters more when you're winning games. Sure. How do you have a rival when you're a losing team? Right. you You know? You could talk about, oh, we get up for playing, you know, the marquee games or if we're lucky enough to be on national TV. But the reality is the Kings haven't played meaningful games in a long, long time. As this season goes on, they've got to play Dallas a couple times. Could that be a rivalry, right? Yeah. They really haven't seen Memphis totally at full strength except for like one game. So that that the juices aren't exactly there. People mention the Pacers, but you only play them twice during the other conference.
2: Here's how you build that rivalry, too, not only by winning those games, being in the postseason and you know, playing against a team in the first round.
1: That's why I think in a weird way. boom, Could be the Warriors this year.
2: Really? Yeah. I That'd mean, be cool.
1: One, from just the fact that they're close, right? Yeah. 90 miles apart. You got the connections with the team. Kind of similar. I mean, the Warriors are kind of in a funk right now. Yeah. But they could be, you know, battling for playoff positioning.
2: I would love that, especially on the tail end of, Um, Bob Myers possibly being out in the team, just (laughs) crumbling down.
1: Well, I mean, this – and you're referencing the piece that Sam Amick, Anthony Slater did in The Athletic today talking about, like, all right, what's next for the Warriors? Because Bob Myers is in the final year of his contract. They're kind of just floating right now. Yeah. And Steph's been putting some pressure on that group to make a significant move because they want to win a championship – And that article was like, yeah, Bob Myers, who knows? Like, he may go somewhere else. He could stay there. He may leave the NBA entirely. He's tight with Draymond. He's tight with Steph. They have a really cohesive unit from all the winning there. This is a pivotal year for this group. And kind of their future together
2: as a team. It absolutely is, and that's why when I do talk about the possible collapse, I mean we've heard Draymond talk about it with Taylor Rooks. You are you know? saying?
1: Are you saying the Kings could be a part of that collapse? Oh, they can force it. Oh,
2: you know it's already kind of collapsing, think it's and then I don't the Kings think it's come no, over like no, Triple H no. with no. the
6: sludge hammer.
2: No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't force the collapse, but they would be. It would be fun to see them on the rise as the Warriors do start to crumble a little bit here and there. You know, you're just seeing Clay still trying to find his groove here and there throughout this season. Um, Steph is obviously going to be always playing at a high level, but why aren't you going to make the right moves to put the elite pieces around him that he needs to obviously have this championship window with him there? And then Draymond, like I was just saying with the Taylor Rooks thing, was talking about the possibilities of, yeah, it's a business. Like the truth is, I might not be here.
1: I think what's also wild to consider with the Warriors and Kings, there's never been a season in which both teams were good at the same time. Mm. When the Kings were good, the Warriors were bad.
2: Never, huh? When the
1: Warriors were good. No, since 1985, they okay. they haven't. They they haven't been in the playoffs in the same year. I don't think. Nope. And that is insane Thank to you. consider, right? Yeah.
2: No, that's that's we need that. It we would be need great that. Great for NBA fans. Even Imagine. If- yeah, you don't even have to use the word rivalry with it, right? Like I you of want just... one. That's cute. You got to earn one, okay?
1: Okay. Well, yeah. maybe the Kings can't earn one. <laughs> hey, coming up next, we're super excited about this. At noon, one of the OGs of basketball podcasting. You remember him from NBA TV on the starters, the Basketball Jones podcast. Now they are killing it with no dunks. Killing it. They've been giving the Kings a lot of love. Mm-hmm. One of their leaders. J.E. Skeets joins us coming up next on Sacktown Sports. It's
2: Deuce
1: and Mo. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. No, that's not a mistake. Or maybe it could be, I don't know. Deuce and Moe, we are back on Sacktown Sports. What a time to be back on Sacktown Sports, our debut week. First week of shows, and it is feeling good. We are ready to go because the Kings are playing winning basketball for the first time in a long time. That just makes our lives a lot better. It feels good. We're excited about a beam that shoots through the sky. Mm. And we're more excited right now to bring on someone who's one of the OG of basketball podcasting. I mean, one of the best guys ever. You know him from back in the day with the stars, basketball Jones. But how about now with no dunks? They mm. are killing it mm. on YouTube, and they begin giving a lot of love to Sacramento Kings for good reason. Yes, they have. Let's welcome him into the show for the very first time on the radio and this new opportunity. J.E. Skates, what's up, Jay? Yes.
2: Woo! You can
7: doing? you guys hear me? Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, we can. Please. Can you hear us? I can hear you perfectly. And congratulations! Yeah, good. Congratulations oh, on Fair. the new show here, and congratulations on hopefully successfully pulling off bringing somebody on the air with you yes Yes. no this is a big
1: deal this is a big yeah monday was a little bit chaotic well we appreciate you being here man Uh, we got kings raptors tonight of course you're a raptors fan we'll get to that but Mm. dude i'm i'm eager to get your perspective of course you guys watch basketball like all the time i know you've been keeping an eye on what's happening in sacramento Are, are you surprised by what you've seen from the kings this season
7: I guess it's fair to say I'm a little surprised that they're the third seed in the Western Conference. Um, we in the preseason on No Dunks, uh, a part of the athletic network, were high on the Kings. Uh, I loved the moves of getting Herder, bringing in Monk, like adding some shooting um, around Fox and Sabonis. You know, the idea that Mike Brown could maybe help the defense. Like you saw the promise there, but even I'll admit, I didn't see a third seed right now in the Western Conference. But we're loving it. I mean, they're also such a fun team to watch. Yeah, Which, you know, help, especially as someone who lives on the East coast to, to stay up and watch yes. those West coast games or to catch those highlights. They need to be entertaining and it helps when they can win some games.
2: So then you've obviously over these last couple of years have seen so much of Deer and Fox. And I think you are one of the Deer and Fox truthers along with us. I believe, what have you seen from his game that has taken him to just another level?
7: Um, yes, I have always been a Deere and Fox truther. I'm proud to say that. Uh, for some reason, despite being Canadian and going to school in Canada, I do like a lot of uh, the Kentucky guys. Uh, Big Booker fans, sort of before he you know, popped off. Jamal Murray, he's Canadian, that makes sense. And Fox right there. Um, what has changed? Well, for sure, starting a season with Sabonis uh, mm-hmm. has been huge. You know, Going through a camp, having a new coach in Mike Brown, and then the two of them figuring out, this one, two game. I know you guys have talked about the clip where they're even on ESPN on the, uh, on the show there with Malika Andrews and they're like running through their stuff and the handoffs and the cutting back door. It's really cool to see. Um, So he's got another star player. That's a front court player that you can operate through. And I think he's just done a great job of like, it's by no means my turn, your turn, but there's a lot of trust between these two superstars. And then him coming through in the clutch Mm. um, is like, I mean, he's like one of the best. Everybody knows this. It's like DeRozan, it's him. It's Jalen Brunson when it comes to like clutch time. It's a five-point game, five minutes to go. Uh, And that's where maybe a lot of people, I remember Bill Simmons always getting on Aaron Fox's case. It's like, oh, this guy's execution at the end of games is a little rough. He's completely gotten rid of that. You trust him with your life. And I also think he's committed to playing defense a little bit harder. And I know there's still room for improvement with the Kings as a defensive unit and going up in defensive rating. But the, the 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 trying is there. And this guy has always had the skills to be an elite perimeter defender with his speed and size and you know and his smarts. So I think it's just all coming together and it helps when you start winning games and you start playing a little freer and a little more loose, I think.
1: I am also excited for the basketball world, who maybe forgot that like Sacramento fans are pretty insane to feel that again like the beam has been awesome the fans have been insane you watch a king's yep. game it's a show like it, it it could be a tuesday night against charlotte that place yes. is going to be sold out and people are into the game there's just certain markets around the nba who just it, it's more than just a, an event you know you go to some places it's like that's just you know it's it's a fun thing for people to do sure. they just hang out maybe not mm-hmm. into the game
7: king's fans are into the game and i think that adds to it too Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, they're desperate for a winning product. And, and it sure helps if the team is fun to watch too. And, and a lot of these guys on the team are fun to root for and cheer for. Um, I was thinking about this before I jumped on with you guys. I sort of see a lot of similarities to when the Raptors launched their We the North slogan back in like 2013-14. Yeah. I remember the Raptors like rolled that out in February of that year. And it sort of came out of nowhere. And then people like latched onto it. Team started winning Raps hadn't made the playoffs in like, you know, five or six seasons. So it'd been a bit of a drought. I know nothing compared to Kings fans, but <laughs> it's been a drought and it just exploded. And like that became, and they still run with We the North and that's the hashtag and they're selling the merch and it just becomes like this rallying cry. Light the beam. I mean, I honestly, like, I think that's sort of the version right now. Uh, and hopefully that, like it did with the Raptors, they made the playoffs that year. You know, went through some growing pains in the playoffs, but then made a conference finals, obviously kept running into LeBron, eventually go on to win a championship, but like, hopefully the start here uh, with the light, the beam, and, I, and and maybe there's some similarities to getting in the playoffs, getting the reps, and continuing to improve
2: you you understand out of all people the importance of the community and and like the community rallying behind something that makes sense that gets people going and that's what's been so crazy about this light beam it was organic it was fun and then you had kevin herter coming out and being like we the beam team or hashtag beam team you know and so everyone's coming around it what I'll ask you about that then did you notice the players rallying behind that back with the with the Raptors as well we the North or was it just like the fans um, and everyone else because what we're seeing here in Sacramento is truly the players in this entire organization has also really bought into uh, the beam team.
7: Yeah, I think that it goes hand-in-hand, hand, right? I, I do think uh, the fans sort of drive the players. Uh, as much as we say, oh, it's just a business. They just do it for the paycheck. That's not true. Like, you know, when there's energy in the building, when there is uh, obviously support, um, and this is the like the Kings. I want to make this very clear. The Kings, despite not making the playoff for 16 years, is a diehard loyal fan base. You know this, yeah. you guys, better than anyone. Like, that, it just wouldn't – I'm trying to think of other cities and teams – if they had had this futility, is there really the support there? You know, I, yeah. I mean, like, I doubt it. I doubt it in a lot of places. So, you know, credit to Kings fans for. I don't know if that's a good thing year. that you just kind of accept it. You're just like, yeah, we suck, yeah, but hey, we
1: still got a game because so it's all we have, man. You know, yeah,
7: yeah. I mean, maybe it's a part of it, but anyway, like, yeah, that rallying cry, that support. I think it then does drive the players and the Kings. Like, I don't want to speak for these players, but I'm sure they would love to be a part of the team that snaps that streak. One of the worst playoff droughts across all sports. Like, of course you want to be that. And uh, again, I see the similarities. I remember what that was like around when Lowry came to the Raptors. Like he was there a year or two uh, before that. And like Elvin Williams, who had played on like the previously sort of talented Raptors team is like, you make this playoffs. If you get this team in the playoffs, you're going to be a hero in the city. Like you'll never have to buy a beer again. Like, it's like, that's how people are. They're so desperate just for playoff basketball. So yeah. Sorry, my dog's going crazy no, behind I, me. Luna, what are you doing? Oh, Luna's Hi, Luna. fired up. You said Kings <laughs> in the beam. And I think Luna
1: got amped up. Holy, <laughs> You're yeah. good, man. It's all good. Yeah. Um, so The Sabonis trade was almost a year ago now. And I, I know you remember kind of the discourse once that trade happened. I think Jacoby and Jalen asked if the league oh. should investigate oh. because of the move our but we like JJ Redick but JJ was a little over the top too with mm-hmm. it. They acted as if they traded for Arvita Sabonis today. Wow. Uh I'm curious your perspective now that we're almost a, a year later following that trade and ha- has Sabonis maybe even surpassed your expectations for what he's been able to do almost it at almost playing like an all NBA level right now.
7: Oh, absolutely. He's going to be in the conversation for a second or third uh, All-NBA spot there. Um, if he can continue, you know, maintain this, and he should be an all-star, hopefully Fox gets there too. But um, I swerved on everyone when that trade went down because I have a tweet out there. It could back- come back to uh, bite me in the butt, but mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, hold on. Like I was a Halliburton fan and still am, yeah. but I was like, I didn't realize Halliburton was a 10-time all-star here. Like People were <laughs> reacting like he was. And I get it. young. And he is impressive. He might be an all-star this year. So maybe he does go on to make that all-star teams. But my point with that was Sabonis is really, really good. And I don't think a lot of people knew that at the time, sort of where he was in the landscape of the NBA playing for the Pacers. And, you know, he was an all-star, so, but he's not like the flashy all-star, right? But he's just, he's basically Jokic light. He really is like uh, how he can like, uh, just you can run everything through him uh the offense and stuff like that and he can do it all and he's comfortable he's strong as an ox and like i mean i i was like this is a good trade it made sense too uh and it's worked out well of course for the pacers and and i think here for the i know for the kings um so yeah i mean i just hope he with the kings right now you know knock on wood they're healthy you oh. know everybody is out there yeah I, you know i almost don't even want to say that word because they probably are one of the healthiest teams in the league. Like when you look at like they're starting five all year long, like not a lot of missed games, which is, which is great. And that just helps everybody settle into their role. Like they know the starting five, they know the couple guys coming off the bench and that, that helps win a lot of games. I think.
2: It, yeah.
7: I, I also
1: think with like the Sabonis Halliburton thing, Halliburton is just so good with the media, right? Yeah. Like, he's one super fun to watch. He's very emotional Charismatic. out there. He's dropping amazing passes. Mm-hmm. He can shoot it. It's like a sexy style. I mean, I think Sabonis is pretty sexy myself, too. But (laughs) there you go. Sabonis is not like he's when he talks to media, it's like three minutes. And he's like, yeah, Yeah. very excited to be here. Blah blah blah. He is just focused on basketball. I think part of it is like there's a little more to Tyrese Halliburton, like the entertainer, too. And so I think he gets more love than Sabonis, who's just like, I'm kind of this boring guy who just likes playing basketball.
2: Well, you guys, but I also think, too, like he had the reputation in Indiana as like, why isn't it working with Miles Turner and Domas Sabonis? Oh, look at Sabonis get angry and um, not like what the officials are calling. Oh, he can't play any defense, you know? And I think Mm -hmm. people don't give credit to different situations really – helping elevating so many different players right around Mm -hmm. the league like I even look at everything going on with Rui Hachimura right now and it's like he's a solid player now is LeBron James going to make him better in Los Angeles or is it just a weird positional thing that you don't know what the fit's going to be either way like this guy is going to get this chance to show off a different Sure. Parts of his talent. And I think Sabonis was able to do that in Sacramento. But Jay, I want to talk about from your perspective, your outside perspective, perspective of the Sacramento Kings in the Western conference right now, I know we didn't have these expectations of them being in the top three, but they're there right now. Mm-hmm. As you're seeing these teams like the Lakers, you know, getting Rui, AD's coming back. And then you have the Pelicans with Brandon Ingram coming back. Are you feeling like we're going to be brought back down to earth in Sacramento?
7: I mean, look, it's possible because we've said this on our podcast a couple times now. You can play poorly for about uh, seven to ten days in the Western Conference, and you could (laughs) drop five spots, six spots. I mean, it's crazy, like, how close all these teams are. And it's not like the Kings are, like, ten games clear of, like, you know, teams behind them in the fourth, fifth, sixth spot, especially with some of these teams coming back. But they, like, what I love about the Kings, uh, which is the opposite of my Toronto Raptors right now, is, like, the Kings have an identity it is we are going to outscore you. And we are going to hopefully put together enough stops uh, across 48 minutes. But we believe with our star, especially Fox in the Clutch, that we can just, we're just going to outscore you. And that's their identity. And Mm -hmm. I always think you do need to have that in this league. Are we a defensive-minded team? Do we force turnovers? Are we a three-point shooting team? Like, what do we hang our hat on at the end of the day? Um, I don't think the Kings will be the third seed at the end of the season. I will say that. I'm with you. Man, if they are hosting game one, to end that drought, like well, that place will be. I might have to fly out to Sacramento <laughs> no, no, no. to see that. We had people um, in our chat
1: talking about that. We know you guys, at no dunks, will be in Salt Lake City for All Star Weekend. That's right. I mean, you may have to make a Sacramento
7: trip. You may have to see the beam in person, man. Hey, look, I know we've got a we've got a small budget, but yeah. we have a budget. We got to pick and choose where okay. we want to go to make some content. But yeah, that would uh, <laughs> that would be a blast. But I think they. I'll put it this way: I think the Kings will not be in the play-in. I think they will be in the legit playoffs. Which I which I really pray for because I don't want them in the play in and then people to go well that's snapped the playoff streak and it's like well hold on did it if they didn't even get in after the play you know all that stuff right so I think top six and uh, I I do think that's where they're so, they're sort they will fall at the end of the year
1: so you we I think we all agree Sabonis for sure a lock for the All Star team sure where are you at with De'Aaron in the All Star uh, he's trying to get in there for the first time do you think
7: he has a shot. I definitely think he has a shot. I think it's much more difficult at being a guard in the Mm. Western conference than it is a forward. Uh, And that's like, not to say that Sabonis wouldn't be in there anyway, if there was like more talented forwards in the West, but you know, it's, we know the starters are going to be announced tomorrow night. um, And it's going to be, it's going to be Curry and Luca at the guard position. And then it's very light. Well, I feel like right there with Fox, maybe a little ahead SGA, John Morant. yeah. The Damian Lillard is a, is like a huge one. It's like, you know, he's obviously has the numbers. He's got the, you know, the history he has been to a lot of all star teams, but his team's not great. But the coaches select this. So that always worries me. It's like, it, it's right there to me, right? It's like sort of, and then Devin Booker missed a bunch of time, but obviously is so talented. I think Fox ultimately makes the team, but my gut says it's gonna be like he's gonna be the first injury replacement. That's fine, it still counts. Right? I think that's what's I think that's what's gonna
2: You guys, it does count. Yeah. I mean Mike it Conley it happened counts, to Mike Conley. Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well it happened yeah. yeah, it's happened to other guys. I mean, so I mean, it happened so to some but- in Indiana. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. It yeah. absolutely counts. Yeah. No one no one goes, Yeah, boy, he was an injury replacement. That's my if point. you are you're just taking a shot at someone, just take a shot at someone. Yeah. I, I think I'm with you on that. I think it's more likely as an injury replacement um if he makes the team. So Raptors Kings tonight. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the Raptors liking, lacking an identity. What what's going on? Because you you see it on paper, and you're like, Ah, oh, Siakam, he's really good. Scotty yep. Barnes, he's got talent. You could mm-hmm. see a young guy with a lot of talent that there. You got Fred VanVleet.
7: What what's going on with this group? The biggest thing is the defense just fell off a cliff. I mean, that was that was the Raptors' identity. They were the team I think that nobody wanted to play. You know, on a Wednesday night, I was like, oh, man, this team's going to switch everything. They got all of these athletic guys running around. Nick Nurse is sort of a defensive genius. Like, this is going to be a nightmare. And, like, that's how they ended last season. They, I think they finished on a 25 to 11 run to end the season, top five defense, and basically everyone back. Um, and now they're, like, 20th. And it's like they're not – the Raptors, the opposite of the Kings, can't shoot. Can't score. It's a bit of a slog in the uh, half court set, despite having Siakam and and Van Vliet. Like, these guys are great players, they're really, really good players, but uh, it's tough. We don't have a lot of shooting on the Raps. So that's the biggest thing. It's like the defense doesn't keep them in enough games. Um, And it's been a really disappointing year for Raps fans, for sure. Because a lot of people coming in were like, oh, yeah, this will be a 50 win team. Like, no doubt. You know, they got all their, their pieces back, but got off to a slow start. Siakam got injured. You know, Precious was injured. It's like, Van Vliet was injured they're like excuses but there's a weird vibe around this team and I don't know if all these trade rumors have like gotten to them and will OG be moved will Van Vliet be moved will Gary Trent Jr. be moved my gut says yeah one of them as we you know get closer to the deadline that's what I think.
2: that's what I was going to ask you I was yeah. like when so when are the Raptors trading OG to Sacramento oh
7: no oh. No, no wow
1: no, here's <laughs> a problem because they, you know I can't deal with Masai He's going to try to work <laughs> you. Too yeah. it scares yeah. the hell out of me. It's like yeah. I, I think you'd want Keegan Murray in that deal. And I, I as a as someone who watches the Kings and roots for the Kings, I'm like I don't want to give up Keegan Murray you in a guys, deal. Just
2: keep it here. Just But Monty did do a good job on the Hawks getting Kevin Herter sure. out of mm-hmm. them sure. for no... So yeah. you know yeah.
7: That's not Masai Ujiri okay. though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, and, and Masai's going to get the beam from you guys if oh, they God, like, he's like he's ruthless. To the beam. He'll be like, "Whoa." How'd they get
1: that? Could you imagine? Would you give up the beam to get OG? Like as part of the deal? I don't know if you make that deal.
7: If that was
2: a real thing, yeah, yeah. Okay, I say they, yes. He, he I like would comes give over up at,
1: the beam for OG. He uninstalls and they take it. Wow. Take it away. I, don't
7: know. I like OG, but I don't think you give up the beam. Yes, you hey, thank that. you. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think. Well, I mean, you guys would know better. I, I, I don't really see the Kings making a move. I know Harrison Barnes' name is always yeah. thrown around, but he's on fire now. And I think once you, hopefully, you know, I don't want to jinx, I think get into the playoffs to have any chance to like put up a fight and win even a series. You need Harrison Barnes. You're going to yeah. need a vet like that. That's got a chip been through a million series to, to help probably like go to him. And, hey, we need a bucket here. We need to slow things down. Like, you know, get to the line or something like that. So um, yeah, I just don't think the Kings are probably going to be all that active. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think the depth
1: Yeah. Maybe a smaller move, but I mean, I, yeah. I, I like what they have right now. And, and you yeah. mentioned Harrison Barnes. He leads the NBA and made three-pointers this month. I mean, and he's been super efficient doing it, shooting 53% from three. He's been massive for this team. So uh, with the Raptors, you mentioned Van Vliet. He's got an expiring deal. It seems like Trent Mm -hmm. could be on the outs. What about like OG and Siakam? Do you feel like a deal gets done for those guys, or is that something that maybe they address down the road?
7: I think OG is a a strong possibility, yeah, Yeah. especially with like the package... By all accounts that, I mean, they wanted, there was talk of like, they would expect the Donovan Mitchell, like sort of draft capital back. I thought that was crazy. Like I, OG is good. He's not that good. Like he's not Mitchell like superstar level, but now is it three first round picks Is it two first round picks and like promising young players. I could see it there. You know, there is, I, there's rumors now that he's unhappy and that, you know, mm. OG doesn't really say anything <laughs> like he's very, very quiet, but You know, behind the scenes, is he's frustrated? I don't know, Uh, but by some reporting, he is. I could see them moving off him because you have Barnes. You're not. I wouldn't trade Siakam. I mean, that guy's an all NBA guy. um, You know, when he's when he's out there and healthy. So, of all of the moves, I sort of like. I could see OG the most likely, just because the return he could get, and then I think I go Gary Trent Jr. next, and then Van Vliet. That that would be my order of like the likelihood of Masai moving these pieces. Um,
2: I heard you guys talking about. NBA rivalry week, either yesterday or this morning on no dunks. Mm-hmm. And, um, so for you, is there a big rivalry in the NBA right now?
7: Um, is there a big, a big, like, I mean, anyone, the Grizzlies are playing right now. is <laughs> That's, a bit well, of that's a what rivalry. I said. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Because, uh, you know, they're getting under a lot of people's skin. Um, you know, we had a video, we did like a little YouTube video clip that sort of went viral because it was them dancing right before games and they're doing this little Antonio Brown dance and like you know looking cocky look they're having fun whatever but so many people are like you haven't won anything yet you know you guys act like you're the champs and like it's like, whoa so there is a distaste uh for the Grizzlies and and we've seen it at least uh rear its ugly head in a couple of these games so yeah I mean I like having I mean well you guys are you guys are wrestling fans and I feel like that's fair yes. to say we got the Royal Rumble this Saturday wow. Um, It's this
1: Saturday. Can you believe the road to WrestleMania is going to be here? Could we get Austin (laughs) against Roman Reigns? Could Um, be a possibility. There was some talk about that. Could The Rock – he's saying he's too busy. But could he make
7: time to go against the Tribal Chief in L.A.? That's my fault. It's it's okay. You you need a sign-up, though, that that Deuce can be pointing at the WrestleMania sign. Uh, Exactly, (laughs) yes. 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 J.E., seriously –
1: we can't thank you enough for the time. I, that's what's the one thing that sucks about radio is like hey, you have to break. Oh, no, let's break. break. Uh but seriously, um thank you so much, man. <laughs> Keep up the great work on No Dunks. We love listening and watching all the time and uh hopefully there's a chance we see you in Sacramento at some point, but thank you so much, man. You're the best. Absolutely. And congratulations
7: again and uh we'll be watching
1: Dude, from over here. Thanks. Thank you so much. Take care. JE Skeets from No Dunks. He is the best, the best. and also we, we grew up fans of their, their work and the podcast. And, you know, listening to the podcast, you're just like listening. You know, you got it in the background listening. Yeah. They're talking about the Kings. You perk up. They mentioned us on the podcast this week. They, they gave us love for the new
2: show. They're talking about yeah. the Sacramento Kings and all the great things about oh. the Kings right now. And they're like, do some more back on the radio. I was just stunned. Like the yeah. fact. Yeah. Amazing. It's really cool it, when someone that you have just like loved and for so long is even talking about you.
1: Well, we do have Kings and Raptors tonight and Monty McNair has a new deal. Let's hear how he feels. That's straight ahead on Sacktown Sports. It's Deuce and Mo
0: Deuce and Moe. Oh, oh. Sports.
1: Oh, busting out a, a little hook.
2: I love Hook's it. the theme song. Dude. A-E-W.
1: A-E-W. Hey, it's Juice and Moe. We are live on Sacktown Sports Monday through Friday, 11 to 2 p.m. Pacific time. It's new this week. It's our debut week and coming up in 30 minutes, Sam Amick from The Athletic will join us to talk some Sacramento Kings. Monty McNair gets a new deal. We'll talk about the upcoming NBA trade deadline as well. A lot going on in the NBA. It's also a big week. Niners playing the NFC Championship.
2: I'm um, NFC Championship.
1: Against the Eagles. Don't forget about Joe Burrow. Patty Mahomes going head to head. No one well, forgot. Uh, be honest, if can you take your can you remove your 49ers fandom for a second? Yeah. What game like are you most looking forward to? <sighs>
2: That, I mean, that's just a, hard just to a ask of 49ers just, fan. I, said,
1: I just said, take away your fandom. Isn't it an easy answer?
2: It's still to see what Brock Purdy's going to do. I mean, oh, you want a, you want a one-legged Patrick Mahomes? Uh, yeah, yeah, And Joe Cool? It's not Joe Cool. Stop calling him that.
1: Joe Burrow. Thank you. Who is cool. Has the other he side of the cool. pillow. Going to Kansas City again. They were down 21-3 last year in the championship. Yeah. He came back.
2: Dude, you can't ask a 49ers fan. You can't. That's, like, just dumb.
1: I mean, I can't. I just did, and I said to remove yourself from— Did I not say, hey, Chris, did I not say remove your fan? I
4: think—what do you think, as an outsider, would be the most exciting game?
2: Great question, fraud. Yeah, um, that— What did I do? (laughs) (laughs) It would be, um, obviously Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. It would be. I mean, you just— And and
1: the injury angle's part of it. It's like—it's like a big wrestling match. You're like— hey
2: but it's like FTR in in young bucks it's technique it's beautiful it's no truly it's like that's how you see these guys when they're playing out there as quarterbacks it's just some beautiful different type of um, Quarterback play going on. Joe Burrow doesn't use his, his legs. Patrick Mahomes does. The Young Bucks flip around. FTR is very, like, structural and fundamental in their wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Oh, totally. Sports and And, a
1: and I'm sure everyone <laughs> out there knows what we're saying, too. So, Monty McNair's got a new deal with the Sacramento uh, Kings, Morgan Reagan. Um, a three-year extension for Monty McNair. That was announced yesterday. Whoa, which was first on the news. And the Kings confirm it. Uh, Vivek put out in a statement his thoughts, talking about Monty McNair and the decision to give him in the front office a three-year deal, talking about how he's thrilled to announce the extension. Since joining the Kings, Monty, Wes, and Wes have proven to be thoughtful and strategic decision-makers who have shown their ability to execute a long-term vision for the team. The work continues, and I have confidence in this front office to keep driving our efforts forward. So, Sam Amit confirmed it. He's on with us at one, but... Three-year extension for Monty McNair, and that matches him up with Mike Brown. It's a big-time move for the Sacramento Kings. Get some stability, right? You got the front office and the coaching staff in line. And Monty McNair, let's not deny it. The guy deserves it. We talked about it yesterday. I put a little truth or trash that he should get some love for executive of the year. I'm looking at teams around the NBA. I'm looking at the standings. I'm seeing the good teams. Of course, you look at Brad Stevens with the Celtics, how they've kind of maneuvered things, getting Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, Denver getting KCP and Bruce Brown they're near the top, but Utah. the King, Utah because they're a cute story and they got a ton of draft picks and have exceeded expectations. Marketing has been awesome for them, but the Kings have got to be one of the best stories in the NBA, and I think in large part because of the work that Monty McNair did. It started last year. Well started way long ago, a few years Mm -hmm. ago, obviously. But getting Sabonis in the offseason, you get Malik Monk, you get Kevin Herter, you draft Keegan Murray, and then the most important thing he did What? Mike Brown.
2: Yeah. Um and obviously that's something that has what we've been talking about for most of today, and that's Mike Brown. I think when you look at all of his other moves, it's fun to say yes he has more good than bad you're going to make mistakes as a gm in this league one way or another like it's bound to happen yes. you're not going to have a perfect uh resume but are your moves mostly putting you in the right direction? They truly have with Monty McNair, and he showed that he's not scared, especially when it came to Tyrese Halliburton and understanding you gotta you got to trade good for good.
1: And that's something he was talking about this morning on the morning show with Dave and Jason. If you want the full interview, you can go online, SactownSports.com, the YouTube page, Sactown Sports 1140 on YouTube. But he was asked about... Hey, you know, there's a lot of people that were taking shots at you for some of the moves you made. Here's what Monty McNair had to say about that.
3: You do this long enough, you know that the flip side will come, <laughs> uh, and no, nobody nobody bats a thousand. Um, and but that's also why we don't try to win the press conference. We we know um, that the proof is in the pudding, and we, we got the wins have to come, and that's going to be ultimately what we're judged on, and uh, and not whether. Um, it sounds good in the moment or, you know, it looks good on paper. Um, you know, we, we know that's going to come. And so, you know, we, if, if it's an unpopular choice at the time, um, but it's the, the risk that we think is worth taking, we'll do it. Because, uh, you know, for, for where we're as a team, uh, we think that's validation of what we've done.
1: What he just said there, I loved. For too long, and it's not just isolated to Sacramento. No. How many times do teams around the sports world try to win a press conference. They're trying to go, hey, what's going to make the good headline today? The Colts. Let's hire Jeff Saturday because our fans would like it. Or, hey, the Kings. Let's hire Vladi as our GM because that's going to be a good headline. No, it's not about winning the headline. It's about winning games. And Monty McNair has done some unpopular things. That Sabonis Halliburton trade was not popular, really, around the NBA. Mm -hmm. Even some Kings fans still don't like it to this day. But results matter. And if you want good headlines... You go out and put a winning product on the floor. The Kings not only have a winning product, but just like J.E. Skeets joined us in the last hour, it's a fun product that fans around the NBA connect with because they move the ball. There is
2: movement. They're the highest scoring team in the NBA. They put up 135 points all the time. That's it. I mean, you look at a team... And you go, oh, they're winning. Of course the fan base is going to rally behind and be there. That's great. That doesn't happen in all the fan bases around the NBA. I mean, you go to Miami, right, when game time, you see empty seats down low. You go to Houston, bye. No one even cares, but obviously right now. They don't even show up even when Harden was there. That's my point. Is like not even right now. It's even earlier before. But you look at the Kings, and it was like, look. Put a fun product out there and have something that you can see that they can build off of, then fine. We'll be fine with a few more losses this season, but you know, it has to be something that you can grow off of and work with. Instead, you have a team that's not only fun as hell on the floor, but it is actually translating into all those wins.
1: I love the feedback we're getting on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Sports 1140 If you're driving around in your car listening to us, we appreciate that. But once you get back in the office or you get home, if you're in the store, put the YouTube on. All right, youtube.com slash Sackdown Sports 1140. I put a poll question up. Uh huh. Monty McNair gets a new deal with the Kings. How do you feel? The options. Oh, hell yes. I like it, but we'll see, or it's too soon.
2: Why are all of your voices?
1: Because they all match up. You're trying up to, to the
2: manipulate poll- what you want people to pick. Oh, come on, I'll do this. Okay.
1: Monty McNair gets a new deal with the Kings. How do okay. you feel? This is. Oh, hell yes. Mm-hmm. I like it, but we'll see too soon. Is that better? Thank you. 92% of people say, oh, hell yes. Mm. Uh, I want to hear from you guys too in the chat. I want to hear from you guys on the phones. Yes, you could be old school and call us. Yes, that's 1-800-920-1140. Let's check in with our guy, Neil. What is up, Neil?
8: I'm sorry, Mo, but he's manipulated me. Oh, hell (laughs) yeah!
2: Yeah. I'll take it, Neil. I like it.
8: (laughs) I, uh... I, 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 I actually had a thought on this whole Monty thing before the deal came in that I'd like to share with you guys, but real quick, I... Couldn't be happier. I mean, this I, uh, from from his very first press conference. It's funny you guys were just talking about you know like like what what he said about not winning the press conference. Yeah. Like I I was hearing and reading a lot of response of just like how. You know, like kind of boring he is. He, his pictures look boring. He's never animated. He doesn't give away anything. It's like I, I didn't care about any of that. I, I love Jeff Petrie back in the day, and I, I like Monty. How he's like steady and confident when when he talks. As far as I'm concerned, what I'm hearing, he's he's patient. He's steady. He said from day one he wasn't just going to make moves to make moves. He, you know what he does you know, has a point to it. And people, like, even after the Sabonis deal, which I never had a problem with, it made basketball sense to me. Uh, even after that, people are like, yeah, it's a good move, but he didn't do this. And he, he let Bogdan Bogdanovich go, and la, la, la. It's like, you know, you can't fix everything overnight. And he, he has been steady. Like, slow is steady, steady is fast. And, and I appreciate his approach. And, and on all that... um A few days before the deal, because, you know, since the beginning of the year, we've been reading and hearing about you guys have had to do it as part of your job, follow that he's not getting the deal. And it hit me a a few days ago just thinking about Monty and who he is. I'm not saying he, you know, wasn't worried about getting the contract extension because, you know, being a G, there's only 30 GMs in the NBA. I'm sure he didn't want to lose that spot. But if they didn't, if Vivek didn't give him a new deal, Mm. going into the offseason as a free agent, as far as I'm concerned, Monty's resume as a GM looks better than Vivek's resume as an owner trying to get another GM. Neil,
1: Neil, let's be honest about it. If you can turn around the Kings, you probably get any job on the planet. (laughs) You've done something that hasn't been done in 16 years. I mean, right. that's a big-time deal, especially with all the turnover we've seen during this ownership group. And it does go back before that, too. But there has been a lot of turnover. So for for him to come in and create stability, mm-hmm. that, that's been a war we haven't had in Sacramento for a long, long time.
8: Culture. Well, I'm try to get some points and uh, build some culture. <laughs>
7: let's go. Neil,
1: we appreciate you checking in, man. You bet, love you guys.
7: Bye, yeah, Neil. There's Neil.
1: Yeah. And it's true. my Maremani's first press conference. And really, like the first I don't know. He was just he would not reveal much. Mm-mm. But you could tell he's getting more comfortable. It was the first totally. GM gig. You know, when you're behind the scenes in Houston working for Daryl Morey, you're just in a room all the time. You're coming a robot. up with trade ideas left and right. You are kind of robot. Now you're getting questions left and right from people. Yeah. Probably some nervousness now. Now he's got a little swagger. Actually, I don't know if I told you this. But, I actually I did. Oh. Uh, ran in to him before the last game, said hi, and he's, oh, so you guys got a show.
2: Oh, Mr. Mon-
1: yeah, yeah, we McMahon, do. Monty. How we do Monty. social media. When are you going to come in this day?
2: Yeah. When are you going to come in none? with us? You don't want none. Oh my gosh, he should come in. What's up, Forrest?
6: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Of
1: course, man. What's up?
6: Uh, just uh, wanted to um, shout out someone on the pod yesterday was kind of mentioning something underrated about Monty which is that he's no drama. And I also feel like another underrated part is that uh, we don't actually hear anything coming out of the front office. Like we had no idea about the Sabonis trade. We had no idea who was going to draft pretty much all three times. And I feel like as a fan, that's kind of
7: hard, but I think it kind of speaks to how well of an organization he's running.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. It's like, keep it all tight. Keep it all within the organization. You know, that's something that we saw for so many years around this organization where it was like things were getting leaked out. Not here with Monty McNair.
1: And he has a team that's no drama. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing about the team he has put together. Yeah. Where are the egos on this team? Right. All these guys just want to play basketball. We'll talk some more Kings coming up. You can, of course, hit us up anytime at 916-339-1140, 920 1140 We got a lot to do before the end of this show at 2 p.m. Then Cal's and Rami take over. Coming up at 1 p.m., The Athletic's Sam Amick. So much to get to here on Sacktown Sports.
0: It's Jason Moe on your local sports leader. Sacktown Sports.
1: We are live each day 11 to 2 p.m. Pacific time on Sacktown Sports. I'm Juice Mason. That is Morgan Reagan. The Kings play the Raptors tonight. Of course, you can hear each and every game right here on Sacktown Sports. And coming up at 1 p.m., one of the elite NBA reporters on the planet, Sam Amick from the Athletic, will be joining us live. Not on video though, on the phone. Yeah, he's at he's at Warriors today because the Warriors play the Grizzlies.
2: La 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 la. It's NBA. It, it's
1: NBA rivalry week. Oh, what, can like I ask rivals? you this though? Do you consider Warriors Grizz a rival? No, rivalry. It's just
2: a fun game. In mm. a fun matchup. We need right? some
1: rivalries, and I think that's why we need some more heel teams.
2: Do okay. Here's my question: Do we need more? How come? How come this? How come like? Oh, no. uh no. No. How come the Celtics and the Warriors didn't become rivals after last year? Like, what what is it?
1: I think part of it is they play twice a year.
2: Okay, so you it know, has to be, like, conference?
1: I, I mean, I, I don't know that it has to be. I think it takes some years of kind of going head-to-head with some matchups, maybe some scuffles, maybe some John back and forth in games, and then maybe some going back and forth in the press, And then multiple matchups. So
2: Deuce just wants Real Housewife esque like things to happen in the NBA all the time. You literally like that's what happens on Real Housewives. They like tweet about each other. That's how they build that drama and one another, even though they won't even see each other until. Like
1: sports is the ultimate drama. It's the ultimate reality show because it's it's real
2: drama. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's why we we love it. So I do think we need more of that in the NBA. You know, I, I definitely think there are times where things get hot, and I think a lot of times these tend to come in the playoffs. I think last year you saw brief glimpses where we went, could Minnesota and New Orleans be kind of a rivalry? You yeah. Know? But, like, Minnesota's changed, right? They're not winning this year. They made big-time trades that reshaped their team completely. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I do think Grizzlies-Warriors is close, and – I actually think it is a rivalry, to be honest, because they've had some history. There's been the is back and forth. True? No, I think it's probably the one, but it's not enough. Okay. Draymond tries to act like it's not a rivalry. It is a rivalry because he is talking about them and he's addressing that. No, they're not to our level yet. Klay Thompson's done the same thing, right? Sure. So it is. They may not totally respect them and think, oh, they haven't won anything yet, but there's clearly a back and forth.
2: Well, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm with that, and I think there's different... Tiers and different definitions of what people have expectations for yeah. as a rivalry, but I think at the same time too, though, like for me, for example, Kings Lakers not a rivalry, but what I will say when I see those disgusting, ugly yellow, yellow looking jerseys, hey, who, go- who-, who goes? Let's put yellow and purple in together, like. Barf.
1: Yes. Disgusting. Why would
2: you do that? But yeah, those losers come into Golden One Center. Yeah. Um, I always feel that like, oh, they're so gross. And that to me is I don't know. There's there's an emotion there and whatever that emotion is, I don't feel that toward other teams.
4: I think I like what you're saying about definitions of rivalry because yeah. what I consider rivalry is I want my if my team has a bad year it's going to be good because my team beat them mm. or sure. oh, this was a good season, but my team lost to them. And I really, I can't stand that.
2: Yeah. And it makes you feel icky yeah. inside. Yeah. And by the way, for anyone that's out there, that's going to get butthurt about any of that. It's a joke. It's fun. Um, and that's what makes it, no, I'm serious, and that's what makes it fun, though, is that, like, you can say are, these are of things. Are you worried about
1: being uh, offending a Lakers fan for saying you don't like the colors? People no. People get
2: really weird, so, and I'm like, I'm I, not that serious. Read the room,
1: dude! I think Forrest brings up a good point. He says, I think we need more long-term franchise players to build rivalries. Like, you need... players to kind of be in the same spot and nowadays it's like every offseason the player moves to a new team or there's this super team i think a lot of times our sports hatred now goes toward teams that are building a super team like when kd went to golden state or even in the early stages when the nets had harden and Durant and Kyrie. right that's where you start to go i don't like them because i don't feel like they're doing it the right way Instead of like, no, we don't like them because there's animosity between the two sides. Mm -hmm. Every time they play, there's a physicality. You know, there, there just was more of that back in the day. And I think that's why, although the Grizzlies are super annoying and I don't like them... I do respect the fact that they come in, dance, and talk and smack mm-hmm. because they 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 bring something out of teams. They bring an emotion. They bring it out of the fans and coaches too.
2: And they've brought they've brought that type of energy and and have built that type of culture where they can do it because they have been backing it up. Now they haven't backed it up completely to be like, oh, we've won some rings and they can show off the rings. Like it's the same thing when Devin Booker was getting in it with like Clay Thompson or whoever when they were playing against each other this season. It's like he's like, yeah. Yeah, he goes we got the rings we got the ring. the rings and, and Devin Booker's like he's not wrong he's like we don't have that so it's like it's an understood thing but at the same time I love it when players and teams can actually back it up
1: well coming up next we're going to talk to one of the best reporters in the biz he works over at the Athletics Sam Amick's going to join us we'll talk to him about Monty McNair's deal was he surprised that it happened when it did mm. we'll talk some NBA trade deadlines so much more Sam Amick with Deuce and Moe coming up next on Sactown Sports.
0: And Mo on Sacktown Sports.
1: It would not be a debut week. If we didn't bring on one of the best of the best. It's Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, our brand new show on Sacktown Sports. Live as always, 11 to 2 p.m. Pacific Time on YouTube. It's not just a radio show. Mm-mm. You can listen on the radio.
8: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Yeah. Oh, 11, what? 11 a.m.? What? 96.1 2, also on the Sacktown Sports app. But we love the YouTube crowd. YouTube.com slash SacktownSports1140. So let's not waste any more time. Let's bring on a guy who's one of the elite NBA reporters on the planet.
2: The best in the world, Sam
6: Amick. Hi, Sam. What's up, guys? Congratulations. What an honor to be on here with you. I'm going to try to meet your energy, but I do not think I could do it. <laughs> I,
1: it's, I mean, when, in, on, I get it. You get to a certain age. It's hard to kind of
6: get... <gasps> wow, You dude.
2: cannot do that to
6: Sam. We, we made up. We, just made, up. we oh, made up after all these years. That we going to talk dad bods again? No,
1: <laughs> I wasn't I was going to go there. I was just saying, I mean, not all of us can be like LeBron dropping 46. Like, I mean, you mm, know, you're just reach a certain yeah, point the energy is not there uh sam um the news yesterday monty mcnair you reported it's a three-year extension with the sacramento kings i i think there are so many people wondering like hey when is this going to happen why didn't they do it earlier were you surprised at the timing of monty mcnair's extension
6: yeah admittedly a little bit um i had had a, a stretch earlier in the season when i was checking on it pretty routinely and, and to be honest i thought they would get something done a little closer to the all-star weekend, all-star break um, and had kind of unofficially in my head kind of decided that's when they would do it. I still thought, you know, for sure they would do it, but, but honestly, the longer it went without a deal getting done, you know, it's, it's, we've seen stranger things in this league. And certainly with this organization um, I wondered where am I go, you know, because the more the Kings won, the more in terms of the executive market, you know, NBA wide, if you're somebody like Monty, you know, um, with success comes other opportunities. So I, I did kind of wonder if, you know, maybe it would, it would go sideways. But obviously that wasn't the case. And then they got this thing done.
1: I was joking that when Woj put out the report, he had this picture <laughs> of Monty McNair where Monty didn't look like happy at all. And it said breaking news for a split second. I did think, oh, maybe maybe it didn't get worked out. That could be bad, but it did not. It, it ended up getting worked out. So that was a, a good thing. I'm curious why do you think it took this long yes. to get a deal done with Monty McNair in his front office?
6: Um, I mean my best attempt at reading the room would be that, you know, for one I, I had heard, you know, earlier in the season that as far as Vavek's mentality and his perspective here, that if you go back to the Vladivostok experience, uh and I believe the twenty nineteen offseason, like the day after the 2018-19 season, they win 39 games. They reward Vlade with a four-year extension, and it's you know Levesque's way of, of stabilizing what appeared to be a group that was on the come-up. Fast forward, you know, I think 16 months, something like that, and and Vlade's resigning. You have chaos again. You know, Joe Dumars is in the mix. Who's going to run the team? They obviously they won just 31 games that year. Went backwards. And and so what you had heard is that Vivek might've had a little bit of PTSD, if you will, mm. as far as, you know, extending thinking that that was going to lead to more momentum and progress and, and having that not be the case. Um, so I think maybe that played a part in the delay, because one thing I was told consistently that there were these rumblings that, you know, well, Monty, you know, maybe he's looking for a different challenge and maybe it's him kind of dra- dragging his feet and on his side, they were really quick to correct that narrative all the way through. They no, he wants to be here. Um, don't get it twisted. You know, he would like to get a deal done. And, and again, that's, that's what happened.
2: You know, Monty was on with the morning show and he talked about how it's not about um, making everyone happy in the headlines, right? It's, it's really about getting the job done. What do you think? that shift is about? Is it just Vivek trusting him more, trusting Wes more? Like, what is it that has really been shifted with this organization?
6: I think, Morgan, there's a a lot of nuance to it, and and I think Monty would be the first one, uh, again, given their success right now, to probably hand some flowers out to other people, right? Like, Wes Wilcox has done a nice job, you know, as kind of a partner with Monty in the front office. Uh, Alvin Gentry now is a trusted voice, as part of that group, and I think with Vivek, you know, you've got this body of work as an owner where at some point you got to look in the mirror and realize, like, you know, it, it's been a long, tough stretch, and and every single time you make change, then you know the the uh, focus and the spotlight and the headlines are going to be about you, and and so I think to Vivek's credit, you know, he, uh, you know, my feeling, my sense is that he mostly has let these guys do what they wanted to do with the roster and and i don't mind admitting if you go back to last season they do the trade with indiana i mean i was 100 percent in the camp uh you know wrong on both sides of it to be honest with you i didn't think Burden would become the player that he has in indiana um and i and i thought that sabonis was a very nice player but i did not see him doing this kind of stuff and that's one of those trades that can make or break a career if you look at you know, and you know, this is not trying to discourage anybody. Very widely respected, but out in Minnesota, you know, Tim Collins put together a really good career. You know, he's running the Timberwolves, but this Rudy Gobert trade in the past summer is the type of thing that that will forever be part of his legacy. And and for now, it looks like not for the better. If you're if you're Monty in this King's front office, you know, right now that, that Pacers King's thing was was kind of a, a landmark moment that, that is working out really well for them.
1: When you look at where this Kings team is at right now, currently at the number three spot, we know the gap between three and ten is is pretty slim, right? So it's going to go back and forth. We got a long way to go. Um, where do you have the Kings at in your mind? Like, do you think they have a shot to be a top six team based on what you have seen over halfway through the season?
6: I mean, they do, and it's funny, guys. We've talked about this court set because I was in with you guys before games, and and I feel like you know, for a lot of this season because I've lived here so long and seen it all like you guys have. Like, I feel like the Debbie Downer guy where I'm just like, hey, congrats to Monty. Um, yeah. Deserve the extension. But my God, if they take the foot off the pedal, you know, there still exists a possibility that this thing could go in, in the wrong direction. And I come kind of we would go ahead and, and, you know, all Kings fans, you know, find some wood around you. But they've been really healthy. You know what I mean? So bonus has played through the, the thumb injury, um, and so this is a tough, tough league. I actually saw, it's funny, a video earlier today on Sirius uh, XM with Eddie Johnson. I don't know if you guys saw this, breaking down the Kings road trip to come. And I thought he really put it well, where he he basically highlighted the fact that this, you know, is it seven games? Seven game road trip yeah. is, is massive because every game on a trip is either winnable or you really should be winning the game. And I know it's a long road trip. and The road is tough. But there's actually some decent rest time in between, and and it's it's like if you want to take away for the Kings some of the anxiety as far as, like, the disaster scenario of falling out of the playoffs, then go dominate on this road trip, and you're probably going to be feeling a whole lot better.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that, this road trip being a huge deal, and you talk about keeping that foot on the gas pedal. Does any of that have to do with making any moves at the trade deadline? Mm. If you're Monty McNair and making any tweaks, or are you thinking like stepping the gas on or keep on putting the pedal to the metal is really just keeping this team together and continuing to grow with this?
6: I mean, I think the latter uh, would be the first thing is, is in the locker room you know, and Mike Brown's done a really good job of keeping his guys focused. Um, I mean, shoot, if I was Mike, I'd be showing my is that Eddie Johnson video just as an outside voice reminder. Uh, and he's done a good job of that. So I think just this group, not you know, letting go of the rope like coaches like to say. But then yeah, trade wise, you know, no question. There's going to be noise about what the Kings are doing. I don't have clarity on, you know, targets for them and, and guys that might really move the needle. Uh, I saw some of your guys' commentary yesterday on the, the Rashawn Holmes stuff. You know, I, I agree with you that Rashawn is a pretty tough guy to move, even though he's had some some good games. But his contract is, is a lot of money for a guy that is going to play that kind of a role. So, um, you know, the front office will be active and dudes. And I didn't really even answer your other question. Like, it's a this is a good team. Like, do I? They're a playoff team. You know, fully healthy. Are they better than New Orleans? No, I don't think so. Are they better than the Clippers? I don't think so. Are they there with Dallas? Yeah, that's fine. Like, I, I, Dallas has a lot of holes. You know what I mean? So, to me, that's where they are. Um, and, and to their credit, they've also shown this ability to win close games and to be in the the trenches in those kind of games that you've got to win if you want to be in the playoffs. So, you know, we'll see if they can keep it going.
1: We were just talking about the trade deadline, and I'm curious from a league-wide perspective, how active do you think it's going to be? Because it just seems like you have so many teams in the West in the mix. It just seems like there's more buyers and sellers at this
6: point. I agree. It's starting to feel, though, I I mean, I think think we'll have plenty to talk about. I I think – Okay. That yeah, I mean you know the Rui Hachimura trade didn't necessarily break the dam, you know like uh, some people were wondering, uh, you know with the Wizards Wizards Lakers doing that deal, but if you if you go down the list and uh, and I just pulled up an actual list to kind of help guide my thoughts here on that topic, Deuce, like there's a lot of teams that should be sellers and I think probably will be, um, but it's going to be late. Like I had an executive say to me the other day he thinks there might not be and this is granted before the murder trade he's like I don't know if we're going to have a trade before February 5th because all these teams are just going to wait 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 you know and, and figure out if they want to hit the escape hatch on the season and give up basically and then become sellers but there are a, a lot of teams that you can make really strong arguments that really need to be sellers and then if they're not they're going to slow down whatever their rebuild looks like so Um, I think we'll have fireworks. I think it's just all going to come in in the past, in the last couple days. I like that.
2: Don't excite us, Sam. We (laughs) love hearing this about the trade deadline. But I think my only fear about this, you guys, Hmm. would be – I kept saying this in the beginning of the season. I was like, hey, I think the Kings could be a play-in team. Um, I just don't know about the Western Conference. All right, now you're seeing where they stand in the Western Conference, but then I kept going, okay, what if there's going to be other moves that are made in the Western Conference um, at trade deadline? Talked to some people in Vegas when we were there for the G League showcase, and they were acting like there might not be a lot of movement. Again, that was a whole month and a half ago. So now we're hearing that there could be some fireworks. Do you think that's going to be in that Western Conference to help some of those other teams um, elevate and even be better than the Sacramento Kings as we move forward?
6: Yeah, it could. I mean, I mean, honestly, I, I like the Hachimura trade for the Lakers. I think they, when Davis comes back, you know, they're going to be a team to be reckoned with, and I'm only talking about, like, you know, in the context of battling for playoff position. They certainly didn't make themselves title contenders again, but They were playing really well before A.D. got hurt. So the Lakers, you know, even just with Hatchimura would concern me if I was a Kings fan. Um, The Blazers, I don't know what they'll be able to pull off, but they have very strongly signaled that, you know, with all things being about Damian Lillard, that they need to win, they need to get better, and they are trying. They're, you know, certainly not tanking, and they're going to try to buy and and be better. Um, The Thunder continue to play well and are, are obviously not tanking for Wembenyana. You know, beyond that, it's like you can say goodbye to the Spurs and the Rockets. You know, those three teams I mentioned are the ones that would worry me. But even up the, the food chain, if you will, from there, it's like, you know, the Warriors, they're going to find their stride here at some point. Um, you know, Minnesota has been so inconsistent, but there's talent there. I just, you know, there's a lot of teams that are going to keep fighting, keep pushing, and, and it goes back to that's why the Kings have to keep doing the same.
1: And you just mentioned the Warriors. You and Slater teamed up on a piece today about Bob Myers and his future. He's in the final year of his deal with the Golden State Warriors. Everyone's talking about Monty McNair in Sacramento, but Bob Brigham Myers, who's won championships, <laughs> does not have a deal for next year. Um, I, I guess my question is, do you, do you anticipate the Warriors making kind of a, a splash move? Because, you know, I, I think Steph and that group, they, they want to win another championship, and I, I think they see the flaws in this team.
6: Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. It's so wild to me that, that you hear about, you know, James Wiseman being available, um, you know, things like that. Like someone, and I, I keep going back to this hot, uh, this Rui trade, but like Rui was a pretty high draft pick, and somebody was highlighting how it was a bad look for the Wizards, you know, to, to lose him for a couple of second-round picks. And you're sitting here um, thinking to yourself, like, James Wiseman was a number two. You know what I mean? Like the idea that the, that the Warriors are going to maybe get off of a number two pick this quickly shows the desperation deuce that you're talking about, because it is a title of bus season for the Warriors. Uh, I mean, I, I don't mind admitting, like, I love as a writer, I love it when you have situations like this that are really compelling. And they, they kind of a story like this, Bob Myers one sets the stage for, you know, like, what is it? January. So six months from now, we're going to know how the Warriors season ended maybe four or five months from now, but the ripple effect from there mm-hmm. is going to be massive um, because, you know, it's going to lead to Bob's future and Clay's future and Draymond's future. And within all that at the trade deadline is without question, is Bob trying to find, you know, some way to, to do right by Steph Curry do right by even Andre Iguodala. I mean, that whole crew wants to, to get a fifth chip, and uh, and Bob certainly wants the same thing, so we'll see what he does. That's
2: what I was curious about because obviously, you know, not only is it known that Bob Myers has the relationships that he does with a lot of these guys, but you guys mentioned it in that piece today as well on the Athletic. And I, I tell me if I'm wrong. If Bob Myers is gone, is that the start of the fall of the
1: Warriors? Well, that's going to happen when the Kings eliminate him. Oh, but got yeah, it. and then the okay. Bob Myers component. Yeah, yeah,
2: for sure. <laughs>
6: it's funny as a a quick aside you know you know I'll kind of blend it with the Kings discussion you know I'll be honest the longer that Monty didn't have a deal and and I was told this was I was barking up the wrong tree but you know there was a time when I I I didn't know if maybe Vivek was dragging his feet because he loves the Warriors and he thought Bob might be available you know what I mean (laughs) And, and and like I said to be clear was told that was not the case but but that is what Bob's reputation and his accomplishment breeds is is, is kind of this idea that no GM is safe if Bob Myers is on the market. You know what I mean? Like, that's the reality of who he is. And so, yes, Morgan, I think it could be the beginning of the end. I mean, we we hit on it in the story and make sure I give credit to my other guy, Marcus Thompson, as well. You know, the three of us did the piece together. But, you know, Steph Curry was written in no uncertain terms that it would be unsettling for him if Bob uh, was, was out and that word was chosen very carefully. Mm. And so I think that's, we all know like the, the, the Warriors culture and, and their ecosystem, like if Steph ain't happy, nobody's going to be happy. And, and, and don't think that just because he's the guy, you know, who is Mr. Nice guy all the time that he's, that he's above um, talking to Joe and saying, I, I really need this guy to be here.
1: Damn. That's crazy. That's gonna be a crazy Ooh. thing to follow. Sam, I know you as a media member, you get a vote for all-star starters, right? Like, the the fans get 50%, 25% current players, and 25% media. Is that correct?
6: Correct. You got it.
1: Okay, so Bill Simmons, Zach Lowe, even J.J. Redick. (laughs) Even J.J. Redick, who was really critical of the sabonis Halliburton trade, said, I'm going to vote Sabonis as a starter did Sam Amick vote Domas Sabonis <laughs> as a starter in the Western Conference?
6: Man, dude are you act- are you putting? I'm forgetting here. Are you putting me on the spot, or did I already tell you offline? You did not That's tell you. me. You did not tell I me. Didn't tell you. Now, I'm so happy that I did vote Sabonis because that, that yes! would have been. Yes, such- you did. What, what a. What a move that would have been if I didn't! Wow. He just would have shamed me on the King's table. Oh, oh,
2: for sure, oh, yeah. it would have been a major Sam Amick heel turn. <laughs> I know
6: you weren't. You're not
1: watching us right now, but let me just tell you, I was on top of the studio table about to come through that camera. Um, okay, so you did vote for Sabonis. Okay, so why, I did. Yeah, why? Why? Why did you feel like he deserved to be a starter?
6: Um. It came down to a couple of things. For one, I'm all, I've am i always been really big on availability. And so whether it's the awards, like all the way up to MVP or All-Star, I just really think availability matters. So he's played the vast majority of the season. Also, again, kudos for playing through injury. I, he's really shown a gutsy side that I think deserves recognition as part of the calculus as well because he is leading this team. Then when you compare him to – essentially larry Markin and and zion williamson both those guys have missed time uh and and then larry's game he's been great you know certainly not a playmaker uh scoring the heck out of the ball shooting the heck out of the ball hitting the glass but you know the jazz team success wise don't are not on par with the king and so it became like one spot between the three of those guys and i went with sabonis And, and i love his game i mean their defensive issues remain, the entire Kings team, obviously. Yes. And certainly he's part of that. But, uh, you know, you talk to people around the league, and it's a heck of a compliment. It's like this jokic light reputation that Sabonis has right now is it, it's a really impactful style of basketball. The way that he is the fulcrum offensively, his passing ability, his scoring ability, the triple-doubles, uh, and, again, even the leadership stuff. Just uh, setting the tone, you know, setting the tone by playing through the injury. And and I love uh, he and De'Aaron, they're dynamic. And and I think De'Aaron, to be honest, I don't think he'll end up making the team, but I give him a ton of credit because he seems really selfless to me this year when he talks about Simonas, seems to have absolutely zero problem with the idea that that he's sharing the spotlight in a major way right now. And so, um, yeah, I think he for sure should be on the team and, and I've got him as a starter i love it
1: well sam we appreciate you joining us you're on the, the show we seriously you are the best I, i'm bummed that you're not in sacramento tonight you're going to be checking out rivalry week in the nba grizzlies <laughs> warriors right is that correct
6: that is correct it's i, I kind of love it it's one of those old school yeah. sports writing days where if you you know you write a story like we did about bob myers i should probably get in the car and, and, and go down to the game and actually attend the Warriors game. So we'll we'll see how uh how the evening goes.
1: Actually good for you. Yeah. That would be a coward's move. You write this article and then you're in like Sacramento and it's like where's Sam tonight not showing his
6: face? Well I did I know you guys know Anthony Slater uh really well. Oh, I'm getting the commercial here. Oh, you're you com- gonna
1: yeah we got you. Uh oh
2: sorry. Okay.
6: Hold on hold, hold on, on Sam.
2: It was it was Chris. Go proceed if you're good. No
6: worries. I was going to say, I know you guys know Anthony Slater well, uh, and I did joke with him earlier today as we were talking on the phone. I was like, all right, buddy, I'm really starting to feel like this King's Raptors game is the way to go. Like, you have fun down at the Warriors game. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but no. oh, I'll funny. be down there. Uh, although I actually heard I don't think Bob's going to be at the game. so. You know, mm. what do you know? mm, Bob's dodging
2: you. Okay. Yeah, okay. I see how it is.
1: Well, Sam, seriously, keep up the great work, and we'll see you soon.
6: Okay, guys, thank you.
2: Congrats nice, again. Sam. Thank Thanks. you so
1: much. That's a one and only Sam! amic from the athletic yeah i hung up on so get out of here
2: get out of here sam We're down with
1: you now um no how about that so he voted sabonis as an all-star starter did that surprise i was a little surprised
2: i love that because we talked to him all the time on the baseline before games and it's like we hadn't talked about that yeah. um really cool to see i'm not super surprised i think it's 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 deserved right we yeah. already knew that but
1: As a starter, do you think, I wonder if he has a shot as a starter. Of course, the fan voting came out and he was in the top 10 Mm -hmm. the last time I saw with uh, fan voting. Yeah, But it's a combination, 50% fans, 25% media, and 25% current players. So he'd probably need a ton of media to vote for him. And then a ton of players. I don't know. Maybe he's got a shot. Yeah. That would be pretty wild.
2: No, I, I think he has a serious shot. And and I say that, Deuce, because you and I were talking about it the other day. and We were saying how, wow, Sabonis, I mean, he could be in that top five mvp conversation oh right like with everything he's doing for a team so why wouldn't he be um in that conversation as an all-star starter and in serious talks
1: man shout out to everyone joining us live today we got people on youtube hanging out with us the whole show hit the thumbs up button make sure you're subscribed we want to talk to you on the phones too hit us up at 1-800-920-1140 kings and raptors tonight we'll preview that game as we get you closer to kings basketball tonight it's deuce and mo on sacktown sports
0: live and local it's deuce and mo watch the show now on youtube.com slash sports 1140 or listen for free on the Sacktown
1: sports app Uncomfortable with my dancing as we waited for that drop. I
2: think everyone's uncomfortable with your dancing.
1: Appreciate everyone joining us on the new show, Sacktown Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan. And what a day today.
2: What a great day. What a great day.
1: And, and a ton of awesome content. As Chris mentioned during his update, Monty McNair was on the morning show with Dave and Jason uh, talking about his new deal with the Kings. And if you missed that conversation, it's on the Sacktown Sports app or sacktownsports.com. You can also watch it on the YouTube feed, youtube.com slash sports 1140 Same with our conversations with J.E. Skeets. Yes. Talked about his love for the beam. Also, Sam Amick just joined us moments ago, and he said he voted for Sabonis as an All-Star starter. We'll find out how that all unfolds soon. The other wrinkle, too, with the NBA All-Star game this year that they just announced- so, you know how, like, for the last couple of years, they've had the two captains on TNT, and they picked the the players on, like, the TNT pregame show, on Inside the NBA with Kenny, Shaq, Charles, uh-huh. Ernie? This year, they're actually picking the teams right before the game. So, both captains will be on the court, and they'll be picking, uh, I'll take Harden. I'll take... Harden's oh, Harden. Is Harden going to be on it? Oh, It's oh, uh, bonus! You know? There's... I'm really eager to see that. Like because you know the person who's <laughs> you picked love last. Drama. What what's that say?
0: You love
2: drama. You love drama. Oh drama.
1: I thought I said something about LeBron for some reason. I, I maybe what I'm losing idiot. my hearing. Idiot. Um It's going to be interesting to see who gets picked last.
2: But that's okay.
1: Be, I want pettiness. No, 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 Give no, no, Give me no, 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 no. pettiness. Here's,
2: I'm cool with pettiness. I love all of it. Oh, my gosh. But you know what pettiness does to me? What's Makes that? me feel really uncomfortable. And I hate feeling uncomfortable. And I hate feeling bad for people. And I don't like that I'm going to have to feel bad for someone. Okay. You love their-
4: pettiness and hate pettiness.
2: Correct. Like, yeah, yeah. when it's in real housewives form, yes, please. I don't know them. When it's in NBA form, I'm like, oh, but like as a basketball player, you lose your confidence. Like.
4: What will be cool, though, is the last pick, as soon as they get on the court, they're Why? just going to try and take over.
2: It just
1: depends who it is. I want it to be super petty. Like, Like, is it John Morant that gets picked
4: last oh, by someone? Because, you know? like, everyone doesn't like him. Yeah.
2: Even that, you yeah. guys, like. And
4: then as soon as he gets on the court, he just like, I'm just going to try and jam it on every single person.
2: I understand that. And at first when Deuce said that, like, yeah, okay, that could be great. If it's John Morant, I was like, ooh, okay, yeah. I still, there's something about me that just feels bad. I don't know what it is because you, you know this is sports more you played sports at a high and level. i was never it's... picked last so it's like i never had to deal with that you know
1: oh no i think you've told me this before that sometimes when you used to pick teams as a kid you would pick the kid that would be perceived as maybe not the most skilled correct the, the, or i always as i would like to call the worst I... that you would never <clears throat> want in your team but you would be nice and pick them first just because you would want them to feel good. Well, which is super nice of you. No, you're,
2: I they would, they would get picked second. Because at first I want to get, obviously, one solid piece on the team. And then you pick them second to like be like, okay, let's be nice.
1: Can we just talk about how you're just the ultimate hypocrite? Oh. You, no, no. You, you're worried about, happening? you're feeling bad about that. But again, yesterday we talked about this. You laughed out loud Correct. when Brett Maher had that kick blocked mm-hmm. in that playoff game against the Niners. I don't you connect are nothing with football but football players. Garbage,
2: yeah. Wait, what was that again? You are nothing
1: but garbage, yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, yes, we need to humanize all athletes. I don't I don't connect with football players like that. It's funny. Let me laugh in your face. Um, hope you all get picked last. You're all dumb. But with basketball players, oh. There's just little teams and they just try so hard if you should so bad.
1: Appreciate everyone in the YouTube <laughs> chat. We, can we close? We've got like 26 uh. minutes left in the show. Actually, like 20. Can we get the 300 thumbs up? Yeah, We let's need to keep go. the streak alive. We've done it two days in a row. Let's get the three days of 300 thumbs up. All it does is help the channel grow. It keeps this rolling so we get more and more content on Sacktown Sports. You got a 6A to 6P. Monday through Friday. Don't forget about Chris Watkins and Chris- Kings Weekly on the weekend. Oh, he does yes, that show too please. live on YouTube. So make sure you hit that thumbs up button if you like live content. Let's check in with Chase. What's up, Chase? Hey, Chase. Oh, Chase is gone.
2: Bye, Chase. You
4: chased him off.
2: Oh, Chris Irvin. Like I like it. He has jokes.
1: Um, Here's something that was brought up in the YouTube chat during yes. the break that I wanted to ask you about. We talk about, like, the fan voting in the All-Star game for the NBA being decided, the starters, 50% fans, 25% media, Sam Mamick voting for Sabonis, and 25% by current players. Someone brought up an interesting point in the chat. What? Do you think that the current players take voting seriously, or do you think they, like, will mess around?
2: Yeah, and so as we were talking about this, we were like, well, there's going to be some, for the most part, that do Take it seriously, and then there's going to be other, Pat Bev, Buddy Heald, um that don't take it so seriously. Yeah. Again, we're just assuming, but um, probably not far off, right? And I think and I hope that guys do take it seriously just to respect the game, you know, respect your teammates, respect the people that, like, you're battling it out there with.
1: So let's say Simonis is going to be there. Uh huh. Fox has a shot. Kevin Herter, I think, has a shot at the three-point shootout. Love that the Rising Stars game. Keegan's going to be in. Oh yes, right? maybe, yes. maybe Maybe Davion. Maybe right. Second Maybe yeah. I don't know. But Keegan for sure is going to be there. What do you think? How do you think he's going to feel about participating in that game?
2: Wait, no. I think Keegan Murray is with us. How does Keegan feel about I, this?
1: I, you know, apparently I'm not the only Keegan Murray impersonator here.
2: Okay, so let's. Chris see.
1: Chris Verla claims he's got a Keegan Murray that is not only does he have one that's uh-huh. better. Than my Keegan Murray. Let's also note a couple things, because every time I do a Keegan Murray, people get like offended by it. <laughs> as if I'm taking a shot at him. I love Keegan Murray. Love. I love the guy. I just love kind of his demeanor. Yes. Just kind of like, oh shocks, I'm just happy to be here type thing.
5: It's
2: so fun.
1: Chris is trying to go head to head and low Keegan off.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna ask uh Keegan number one is gonna be Chris Verlade. Okay. Keegan number two is gonna be Deuce Mason. So we're gonna go straight first to keegan number one okay keegan. Wait.
1: the chat needs to decide who wins too so okay. let us know who wins a keegan off in the chat
2: keegan one is chris keegan one um are you excited to be in the rising stars game
4: uh yeah uh stuff like that it's it's cool to hear about and it's really it's really nice but i'm just working hard on my game just uh, coach brown has been very very helpful he's 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 hard on you, but uh, he's also uh, he's really good to me. and I, I appreciate that. Okay, that
2: right.
1: laugh wasn't accurate. You know that laugh in there. He kind of laughed a little bit as Keegan. No, no. That did not... it was
2: funny because at no, first no, it no, was no, no, dead no. on, and then there's a little bit of Chris that was coming out there okay. at the end. So Keegan number two, which is Deuce Mason. Keegan number two. Um, what would be your favorite part about uh being in that game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I just like playing games. Um, it'd be. In honor to represent Sacramento and like just go out there and, and be with talented players um you know I, I just like the support
2: come on chat come on Wow come on wow who wins the Keegan, Pro Keegan 2 won? call said Chris is far from a fraud
1: Keegan 2 got the love I already have one Keegan too did get some I, love I'll take Adrian
2: it. did say Chris is on point though oh Keegan 2 is getting more love. What, you guys? Why? And Chris, just so you know, I haven't even perfected it yet. It's not even to the level I know it can be. Here's what I'll say about Chris. We've been talking for almost three hours, so our voices are more warmed up, where Chris is behind the glass, working, doing so much more, and that's probably, like, he didn't get, uh, he needs a second chance. So, um, Keegan number one, Chris Verlade, um, you know, you've been doing a great job, efficient from three-point oh, land. oh the Keegan off continues? Just one more time. Um, what, what about your game have you been doing better?
4: Uh, I've really been talking to, uh, coach Christie, and he's been helping me on my, making sure my foot works there. And he's, he's really pushing me pretty hard and, and getting <laughs> Morgan really, uh, He's, he's really perfecting my game, so that's I, not good, thank you to Coach Chrissy and Coach Brown, obviously.
1: Morgan, don't stop being nice. You're doing the whole, I picked the the kid that's not as good to feel, but that was not a good one. You have to admit that wasn't good. So it's over. I knocked him out. It's done. Just decide the winner. Of the chat
2: saying to... Stop manipulating me. See,
4: this is just the All-Star game. It's just a popularity contest.
2: It's, that's what you're trying to do. That's what you're trying to do. I will say this. Deuce's Keegan is more accurate. Chris's Keegan, there's something about it that's funnier. Okay, okay,
1: all right. I'm done with this. I am done
4: with this. <laughs> what I, sh- I'll tell you a little trick of mine, Deuce, no. and then maybe if you use that, I think that could become the perfect Keegan impression.
2: Yeah. What's your trick?
4: I have to tell you out the air.
2: Oh, Okay, great. Oh, um, Tier Reagan and Brittany Reagan, both family members, both voted for number one. Of course, thank they you, did. Reagan. Of course, they did those <laughs>
1: frauds. All right, coming up next, we get you closer to Kings and Raptors. It's closing time. It's all straight ahead on Sacktown Sports.
2: It's Deuce and Mo. Deuce
0: and Mo on
1: Sacktown Sports. Oh. Back at Sacktown Sports. Each and every day, 11 to 2 p.m. Pacific time, followed by Cattles and Rami, 2 to 6 on Sacktown Sports. So many Two ways. 2 to 6. I yes. did say it right. Okay, good. You got did. it this time. I know. Was, was, go? Sorry, yeah.
2: sorry, sorry. I know. I, was, I had it wrong in my head. <laughs>
1: Uh, Shout out to people watching us live on YouTube. Make sure to hit that thumbs up button and make sure coming up at 3, you stay locked in because from 6 to 6 p.m. Pacific time, each and every day at Live and Local Cows and Rami Takeover, we got Rami in the building. How you doing, Rami? Good. How are you guys? Good. Is that coffee or tea? This is coffee. This is, uh, yeah, this is number three on the day. Whoa! I'll
9: have another one during the show. Whoa. Four hours, man. No. So you, you get I mean, I got to get juiced up. What about yeah. bubble guts? I got to get you? gassed up.
2: Bubble guts? Gassed no. up? I <laughs> love you guys talking. <laughs> We're just going to go straight <laughs> into poop oh, I right was now.
9: I wasn't saying I, gassed I, I know, up I'm like kidding. that. He was. No, he, yeah, was, but, he was. He was talking about <laughs> you're poop. so gross. He was definitely talking about poop. No, that it doesn't. Caffeine doesn't affect me the way it does most people, man. I mean, I drink too much coffee, too. Aren't you drinking liquid death? I am drinking liquid death. It's literally called liquid death. Like, <laughs> and, you're, and you're shocked by my coffee consumption, no, 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 no. you know? Sparkling water. sparkling water. Is it really? Yeah, yeah See, you got, <laughs> Wait, you got fooled by the market. Liquid marketing, death yeah. is sparkling water. You know that? that's, that's all it is. Yeah, that's all that it is. Water. I, I always thought, because the can it looks like every energy drink. Yeah. Are you intimidated? I, I mean, I don't mess with energy no. drinks. So it wasn't intimidation. It was just like not my thing. It's just sparkling water. Yes, yep. That's it's it.
2: literally like my Kirkland brand. Why didn't they, why would you call it liquid death? Because it gets your people, attention. No.
9: You're scaring and you people look at the away.
1: can and go, oh, wow. It's just straight from
9: the Alps. Scared me away. It's great. I, I just thought Monster Energy Drink
3: when no. I saw that can.
2: Would right? never <laughs> mess with that. Yeah. No. <laughs> wait, wait, you don't mess with energy no. drinks, right? Yeah, no. No. No.
1: Um, so during your guys' show, what happened? Monty McNair gets a contract yeah. extension. Were, yeah, you, it. were you surprised that it um, happened, the timing of it? Uh, not not totally
9: surprised. My my initial reaction, I got called negative for, for this being my initial no. reaction, was: Yeah, no, here <laughs> we go. It's about time. Like, what okay. took so long? You know yeah. what I mean? Because we've been on Caddles and Raw, and we're not the only ones. I think everybody who talks about the Kings has been going: When is this Monty McNair extension going to happen? Yeah. Be- because of how well this team has looked this year. He's been the architect of the whole thing from not just a roster, but bringing in Mike Brown. That's the move. I think having the cohesive plan of the pieces in place and the right coach and the whole thing coming together. I said, if I was Monty McNair, I might just, I might just back out of contract <laughs> talks with the Kings and Testa waters Ooh. in the off season. And to great, the quote philosopher push a T yesterday's <laughs> price is not today's price. We actually said I'm that to this it, station really. when we were talking about
2: hey, Yesterday's price is not today's price. But yeah. It, wait, who said? Pusha T. It really is Pusha well, T. Well, I believe
9: it is Pusha well, T. If I'm not mistaken. I do think
1: Fat Joe said it too. I mean, more oh, than really? one person okay. could say. More
9: than who one said, person it first. said it I thought I mean, it was Pusha T. I don't well, know. No, you I could, could be wrong. right.
2: It could be Fat Joe. Either way that's hilarious and it is the truth and people thought that was negative
9: i mean yeah to to an extent it was people were saying just enjoy the moment just be happy that it." and i am happy that it happened on on a number of levels obviously he's the performance he's done a good job but also the stability like the 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 whole the whole thing of a coach not being the the general manager's hire and constantly going through that and hiring a new coach then hiring a new gm then it's that's that's no way to, to run an organization, and you're never going to find like, some stability and some consistency. And I think that's huge, that him and Mike Brown are sort of attached at the hip now.
1: What do you think is his next biggest challenge as a general manager?
9: I think something needs to happen at the trade deadline here. He needs to find a complementary piece to make them that much more dangerous. In in the postseason, maybe two pieces. Nick is constantly banging oh. the drum that they need both a wing and a backup big to come off the bench. I'd be good if they just Man. got if they just got the backup big. I think I think I'd be okay. I think I'd, I think I'd be all right right there. Domas Sabonis needs some help, and they just need some help in the rebounding department yes. altogether because that's one of the things that when the Kings lose, you can almost every time check the box score and they got killed on rebounds. Second chance points and points in the paint. They need somebody to, to who, who can do some work on both ends of the floor around the rim. You
2: know, and I think that's what we keep saying here in this city, too. We're like, they need somebody. They need somebody. But then when we look out there, we go, who? But not only that, you guys. Then we go, who? We can name a few guys, but then it's like, why is that team making that yeah, move? You right. know, and I think that's the toughest part about this trade deadline, who the buyers, who the sellers are going to be, how everyone's going to go about it, and how aggressive the Kings can actually be with some of their pieces that they have.
9: I, I really like the idea of am I getting the right Plumley? I get, I get my Plumleys mixed up <laughs> because one? the Plumley family yeah, yeah, has and that, now you're making created more. Pro yeah. players than a lot of it, college programs. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I'm talking about Mason Plumley. I yes. think I want Mason yes. Plumley. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think that's the guy that I want. I think he fits perfectly with what they do. He can bang around the rim a little bit. He's a playmaker. He he's not as as talented a passer or doesn't have the vision of a domos, but in that same sort of mold and somebody who I think fits in perfectly and seamlessly. If the price isn't too high, I think that's the guy I'm targeting. Somebody Somebody in that mold of of a Mason Mason Plumley is that yes. is that okay Mason yes. Plumley all right Plumlee. all right yeah, yeah. we got the right Plumley
1: uh, what are you guys doing on the show today? What, anything uh, major um, Any... well we want
9: to talk about now what does this mean for Vivek how are mm. Kings fans feeling about Vivek Ooh. after the signing of Monty McNair because there was I think some some mistrust there and and maybe not yeah, the greatest so. of vibes <laughs> coming into this season has has he earned your trust back and are you feeling good vibes about the team's owner also plenty of 49ers talk. Uh, Rob Stats Guerrero joins us every Wednesday at 5.15 to uh, look ahead to the NFC Championship this weekend. NFC Championship this weekend, Can you believe I know. I can't wait. With Brock Purdy at quarterback. Just like everyone predicted. Just like we all predicted. The third (laughs) quarterback. The last guy taken
1: in the draft. Let's get to closing time. Closing time.
0: It's closing time. But before we go, you know we have to give you a
1: last call. All right, Kings and Raptors tonight. Uh, last I saw Oji Ananobi questionable. It seems like he's questionable to play pretty much the whole year.
2: Okay. Who you got, Morgan? I hate making I know you do. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I'm scared. But I'm going to go Kings. I'm going to go Kings, especially is not playing. And again, we've seen what the Kings have done even without some star players being out. But at the same time, I think Kings just have a good rhythm right now. They really want to protect that home court. I'm going Kings over the Raptors. Yeah,
9: I'm going to say Kings as well. I I like this matchup, especially if OG is, is out, even if he's playing. I think I'm going Kings in this one. They keep rolling.
1: I was. We were talking about Rivalry Week in the NBA. They're trying to make it a thing. I don't think there are a ton of great ones right now in the I NBA. I didn't know that was a thing. Like yeah. A
9: commercial ran for it the other day, and my girlfriend was like, what's Rivalry Week? I was like, you know what? <laughs> you yeah. got me. I don't know. Like I like to answer her sports questions and teach. And I was like, I got nothing. I don't know. I don't even know Google. what that is. Yeah,
1: do you have like a rivalry? I guess like the, the closest I feel like in today's NBA is Grizzlies Warriors? That's, yeah. Yeah. I feel like NBA
9: rivalries are kind of passing these days. You know what I mean? Some bad blood brews between two teams, then players go elsewhere, it goes away, and then it pops up somewhere else.
2: That's what we were saying. There were just like, there's so many different definitions of what a rivalry is, or maybe you have your own rivalry or a different tier of rivalry. Sure. And we think right now with the Memphis Grizzlies, everyone just hating them. We're like, cool. Anyone that they play, it's just like, you feel that urge. You want them to beat the Grizzlies.
9: I get the sense Kings fans have the most hate for the Lakers. Am I Right, yeah, yeah, okay. for it's sure. I, and I, that's I I one call it a rivalry, exactly. Right, because I
1: don't think this current group of Kings players goes, "Oh, I hate the Lakers." There's not that animosity Mm-mm. between right. the two teams. So I don't know. It is it is weird to think about that. And I know they're trying to push a rivalry week and all that. It's just not totally there.
2: Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Uh-uh. I, I wish uh-uh. it was.
1: I want more of it for sure. And I'm sure. I mean, and I think that's the one thing with the NBA where, in the NFL, yep. divisional rivalries matter. They really do. No one's going, hey, the Pacific Division matchup, <laughs> Suns-Kings tonight. Oh, Suns-Kings, you know I mean? baby, that old yeah. classic matchup.
9: Man. Strike up the music. <laughs> um,
1: This day, 2016, a couple of this days for you guys. Okay. You know, DeMarcus Cousins scored 56 points this day in 2016 Ooh. against oh, huh. the Hornets. The Kings lost. I guess that shouldn't
2: be a surprise it's not surprising <laughs> at all i mean look what happened last night with lebron and the lakers you know he's scoring 40 something points and they get a loss it's when you're just not a good team and you have one player that can stand out and do something like that and thanks for shoving that in our face too i'm so I, glad during it, these good times that I've we're bringing up good the bad one. times
9: i've been banging the uh bring back boogie drum yeah i, I, and, I know uh, i heard that and I'm, stares daggers near me every yeah, time are you guys
2: we'll tell you off no, camera
1: no <laughs> I tell you all, it's no it wouldn't help you He doesn't play
2: defense. That's the thing. It's like sure he could be this offensive force, but you need defense. And it's like even with that, not only if. Hear me out. If he was a like good teammate and person, and he was um, only good at offense, then you're like, okay, yeah, we can bring that on. At least he's good for Mm -hmm. the locker room. Uh uh. People change. Just like organizations
9: change. The Kings have changed.
2: Demarcus Cousins. Look at me in the eyes and just trust. (laughs) Me. <laughs> this day 2018, all a right. good one. A good one for you. Right.
1: Okay, what? This day 2018, De'Aaron Fox in Miami. Remember, Bogey went for the win. It went back rim. Fox flew in for the putback jam, and the Kings ended a long drought. They beat Miami mm. in a high-scoring affair 89-88. Yeah! Wow. All I like right. it. Don't Iron go burn. anywhere. <laughs> Cattles and Rami take you all the way up to Kings basketball tonight. They're coming up next on Sacktown Sports.
3: Third.